listening to The Knicks Recap, your source for all New York Knicks-related content. Another episode of Nicotine, that Knicks hit that you need every single week. I'm your host, uh, Troy, aka Recap. Ho- uh, helping me host today is my man, AG. Uh, he's going to be holding it down, another member of Knicks Spaces. Uh, very knowledgeable. If you're not giving him a follow already, please go ahead and do so. Before I get into the topics of the day, um, I just want to go ahead and talk about not really an elephant in the room. I'm just going to talk about what, what I think is important right now and put things in perspective. Eastern Conference, as we speak right now, Bucks, Celtics, Sixers, Cavs, Knicks, Heat just jumped in there, okay, because Brooklyn lost their last five. Brooklyn's 39 and 34. Uh, They are half a game behind Miami for the uh, sixth spot, and Miami's a a game and a half behind us for the fifth spot. Cavs are comfortably in control because, you know, last 10 games or so, Cavs been playing like nuts, craziness. Donovan Mitchell has been ridiculous. It's been a show. It's been a showcase. Um, so, so, you know, there is that. Um, then we got the Sixers and the, and the Celtics playing piggyback from two to three. So, you know, at one point, the Sixers were two and the Celtics were three. That means the three-six matchup would have been Heat versus Celtics or Nets versus Celtics. Like, this is what we're talking about here. Matchup seeding. I talked in a space yesterday and somebody told me it don't matter where we seed. Because we just got to make the playoffs. What? What? Bullshit. I'm about to say, like, what? What? What do we? What do we talk about here? You don't think seeding and matchup matters? So you, so you okay playing a Joel and beat Monster in the first round? You okay with playing the Boston Celtics? In my opinion, the the hardest team for the Knicks to cover because they do everything that the Knicks can't guard against. The Knicks have a hard time guarding against threes. What did the Celtics do the best? Or in top in top of the league? Shooting that three, right? They have shooters. They can space you on the floor. That team is dangerous. Please don't come up here and tell me seeding don't matter. Please don't come up here and tell me that the matchup in the first round don't matter. Because if you say in that... And they play defense. That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the thing is, uh, and if, uh, my, my brother, I know, I know you want to you, you get in, brother. I want to get you in here too, but let me get my, my, my monologue off here real quick, and we'll definitely get to you, my brother. Um, but, uh, but yeah, listen, man, it's, it's a tough road ahead. There is no easy game. Even though we're talking about, we can talk about the games if you want to, in terms of the games left, Rockets, Heat, Cavs, Wizards, Pacers, Pelicans, and Pacers again. If you want to talk about all those games, that's fine. Each one of those games matter. Every single one of these games matter because we ain't clinched shit. People talk about resting players. What? You want to rest a player? If that player is injured, by all means, let the man get as much rest as he wants. Don't bring anybody back before they're ready to come back. That's not what I'm saying. But if you are telling me to rest a healthy player who is a star for us because you want to get them ready for the playoffs, then my question to you is, you don't give a fuck about seeding them, right? Because if, if you just want to make the playoffs and don't give a fuck about matchups, then you're going to do that. But if you care about matchups, you're going to play and try to win each game. That's why when people told me that the, that the Timberwolves game didn't matter to them, it was about the, you know, the playoff teams. I'm thinking to myself, that's a good call, but every single game matters. We ain't clinch anything. Why y'all think we can rest players? We ain't win nothing. 
We didn't get anywhere. We didn't clinch nothing. There's nothing for us to celebrate. So I don't, I don't understand that, that whole mindset of that. A quick note on Julius Randle. Julius Randle, if you took away the last two weeks and it didn't happen, and I asked you what type of season you thought Randle was having, you would probably tell me he's having one of the best seasons in his career. That's what you probably tell me. So I know we can't take away the last two weeks, but I just want to put that in perspective that before these altercations, that's what, that was the, the whole mindset around him. I had a conversation with Ian Bagley not too long ago, and we were talking about Randall rewriting his story twice because he did it uh, when first year he came in, it wasn't that great. Second year, most improved player. Next year after that, nothing. Year after that, all-star again. So we was talking about him rewriting his story. I'm not a Randall hater by any means, but what he did on that court is not leadership. When you are a leader on the team, you need to set an example. You need to do that shit in the locker room. You need to do that shit somewhere else where nobody got eyes. Because now what was supposed to be nothing and likely happens in every NBA game, but quieter and probably in the locker room, we got to see. And the problem is when you put it out on the media to see, the media fucking attracts themselves to that shit because they love drama. So they go to that. And now it's all about that. So now we got IQ answering questions about, you know, starting. We got IQ answering questions about what that meant to him. And to IQ's credit, super professional. Super professional. He said sometimes that happens, you know, it's sports. I get that. He's right, but he's wrong in a way. It's sports, but what he did, that shit, that shit was almost non, not like sports. Not, it wasn't, it wasn't professional, bro. That's a rookie. You're a leader. He's trying to calm you down for not getting the tech, which you still got. You got to understand what the situation and the vision is. That's the biggest thing about Randall. He don't understand the vision sometimes. He gets so in his mental when it comes to certain plays that he just needs to get it off about those plays, not get it. They don't call every single thing against you, and it sucks. But why put your team in a detriment by making an issue of it? You know? I don't want to trade Randall by any means. I'm not saying that, by the way. I'm not saying to trade Randall. But I will say that if this behavior continues, regardless of play, it's toxic. He could score 30, 10, and 5, and it would be toxic. Because that behavior is toxic. And, it, and your argument to me is Brunson's not there? You need another all-star to control your all-star? Yeah, I ain't with that. So Randall got to do better um, with that. Mitchell Robinson uh, came out, and he even said recently that he got to do better because he's in his own feelings, in his own head. He got to be that defensive anchor and monster. We all, I think, were calling him out for his defense the last couple games where he just looks a little lapse in there because he's usually a monster attacking, running after everything. Wasn't really doing that the last couple games. And I don't know if it was an injury or whatnot, but he basically said that he wasn't, he wasn't playing like he should have been playing, like the defensive anchor that we need. And he even said he got to get his shit right. So I respect Mitch a hell of a lot for that because he's at least stating what he's going through and letting us know. That's human. So I, I respect it. I don't like it much because we need his play to win, but I respect it way more than I respect what Randall did. And I'm just going to put that out there. I do not respect what he did. He didn't make a statement about it like he should have done like a leader, like nothing, you know? So that's my whole thing about it. You got to own up and take responsibility, accountability. And here is my last point. Tom Thibodeau. Accountability. It needs to be fair all across the board. Randall, if that was RJ, he wouldn't have seen the floor again. Plain and simple. He wouldn't have seen the floor again. That was Brunson. He would have been back in. 
Why is that? They getting paid a lot of money, that's why? They're the stars, that's why? Get the fuck out of here, man. Get out with that shit. If you don't think, if you're blaming Julius Randle and not, not even looking at the coach, you're looking at the situation completely wrong. Whose responsibility is it to put players in the game, to take players out of the game, and to know when the players are impactful or not? Is it the players? Oh, it's the coach. And that's where I'm at on that. I'm going to land my plane there. I appreciate everybody rocking with me for this little bit of time just so I can get my take off fully about what I feel about this team. We're going to get into the questions, but I got to pass it to my guy, AG. Family, what you feeling about the uh, Knicks' recent play and everything we've been hearing lately? Man, um, you know, it's, it's definitely disappointing, man. Um, you know, especially coming off of, you know, closing out that road trip so strong, getting that win against Denver. Um, you, you know, you definitely had the feeling that, okay, you know, we, we've kind of found our stride and we're going to, you know, continue to ride this high. Um, so, you know, definitely disappointing these last few games. Um, you know, I like that you brought up Mitch. Um, I posted that, uh, quote that he made in the Jumbotron. Um, but you know, that, that's the accountability that we want to see from Mitch. Um, you know, and I, I mean, that's the accountability that you want to see from anybody on the team, Randall, especially being that he's the leader of the team. So, um, you know, I agree with you. It's definitely disappointing that, um, you know, we we're, we're not getting that from him. And, um, you know, to your point about Tom Thibodeau, um, you know, uh, uh, I, I've been on the fence about Tibbs all year. Like, you know, at the end of the day, like, um, we, we got to give credit to, to him somewhat because, um, you know, he, he's coached us to this point. Um, so there has been some good things that he has done. Um, definitely that you, you cannot be objective and not acknowledge that for all of his faults. Um, we're, we're, we're not fifth in the East, um, without Tom Thibodeau. So, um, you got to give him his credit there, but, um, the problem that I do have is like you said, um, is holding other people accountable. Um, I can't see RJ or anyone else doing what Randall did and uh, they not it not be brought up, you know, maybe in a press conference or something. Um, maybe this is something that's being discussed behind the scenes. We don't know that. I hope it is. Um, but I, I can't imagine that uh, rubs off on other players on the team. Well, when, um, you know, Randall is allowed to kind of have these outbursts and um, they don't get um, talked about. Um, the one thing that I do wonder is that, you know, as you know, guys like coaching, um, you know, coaching in the NBA is, is quite different from like coaching on any other level of basketball. Like, you know, in college, you can kind of rule with a little more of an iron fist because, you know, these, those guys are still kids in the NBA. All these guys are grown men, um, with egos. And, um, you know, it kind of brings me to, um, wonder about like if there's like a Phil Jackson like approach being taken with when it comes to Randall because you know with Phil Jackson you know he called him the Zen master and like he coached players in a certain way like you know especially during the Shaq and Kobe days those guys didn't like each other but he knew how to coach to their egos to get the best out of the team like you know I, I watched documentaries where one you know they they said like Phil would go up to Shaq and say you know Kobe said you're fat and lazy what you going to do and then Shaq would be like, oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go out there and drop 30 and 20. Or, you know, uh, Phil will go to Kobe and say something like, yo, uh, Kobe, uh, Shaq thinks you 
you, you're not passing enough. Oh, yeah, well, I'm going to go out there and show him that I can, you know, get 10 assists when I want to. So, you know, I don't know if sometimes maybe they are, they with Randall, they have to uh, coddle his ego in a sense or coddle his mental health in a sense to where it's like, you know, we can't like, I think that Tibbs can call out RJ in a press conference because he knows how RJ is going to respond. He knows that RJ isn't going to be somebody that takes it personally. He knows that RJ is going to be like, oh, word. I'm going to go in the gym and work. And we've seen that when he calls out RJ and says, hey, RJ, we need you to work. You need to work on a shooting after practice. RJ does that. And then his shooting numbers improve. So, you know, I'm not sure if that approach is being taken with Randall, but um, all in all, something needs to be done. Um, you know, Troy, like you said, man, like where we, we got seven games left. Um, so right, right now, the focus just needs to be on uh gaining back some momentum that we've lost. We got seven games left and these are seven um, pivotal, ga- uh, pivotal games. Two of these games are extremely pivotal. Uh, like you said, Miami's creeped right back up. They're a half, one and a half games behind us. That game on Wednesday is going to be extremely critical. We've got to win that game. if We want to maintain our seating. Like we haven't clinched anything. Um, I believe, uh, I don't know if you, y'all follow Eric Booker, but I think he put out a tweet that said right now that, um, we need, we need seven, we need to win seven games to clinch the fifth seed. So, you know, we, we can't rest players. We, every single game is a must win at this point to, to determine where we, where, where we fall. And, um, while I do want to get into the playoffs, I do also understand seating is very important. Um, ideally I don't want to play Boston or, um, Philly in the first round if we don't have to, if there's a way that we could get this fifth seed and we could play the Cavs. I'd much rather that matchup, of course. I, I, I don't I don't think uh, uh, while I'm confident that we can make it a series against Boston and Philly if we play to our capability, um, I'd rather avoid that matchup if we can. So, you know, definitely think we need to get focused. Like I said, um, no, cannot sleep on Houston. I know they just gave up 151 points last night, but. Man, that's a young team that if we sleep on, we'll we we see what happens when we sleep on teams. We can lose, so um, yeah, we got to get back focused, got to get back right. You know, game on Wednesday is extremely important, and then that game on Friday against the Cavs that is that is possibly a first round preview. That's gonna that that game is gonna say a lot. So I want to see how we show up in that game because I mean if that that game is gonna be gonna tell us if we're ready for a playoff matchup with the with the Cavs. So. Absolutely agree with you, AG. Great take as always, brother. <clears throat> like we always are, me and you are legit always on the same page. We see things very, very similar. Um, I'm going to go to the chat gang real quick. I'm going to get to the music of the morning real quick, and then I'm going to go into the, to the speakers because at the end of the day, that's really why we're here. I, I love y'all listening to me and uh, AG, but you know who the real stars of the show are. It's the speakers, not us. Um, so I appreciate y'all. Claudio, my God, man, you always be posting Tom Thibodeau. Say it to my face, recap. <laughs> he posted a picture of Tom Thibodeau in the comments, yo. Give my man Claudio a follow and like that, like that tweet. Another guy in the comments is my man Vision. Vision says that approach can't be taken to Randall because he played well uh, 95% of the year. Thibs don't have to tell Randall to work on his game. Yeah, he don't got to tell Randall to work on his game, but he got to tell Randall that he's a leader. Or maybe you shouldn't have to tell Randall anything. Randall should just know he's a leader and not do that, right? But at the same time, Vision, you got to understand it. It may not be Tom Thibodeau's job to say, yeah, he got to work on his game. But it is his job to make sure that 
every single player is held accountable for similar shit. It, it, you have to do that. Because if you don't, you're going to create a hierarchy. It's going to feel like politics. And what did Cam Reddish say when he left? What his first interview said? It wasn't basketball. It was politics. So that's what happens when you do shit like that. You got to keep it accountable and fair and even. That's what your job as a head coach is. Now, obviously, we're not saying don't give a little bit of favor to stars. I think every coach does that. That's fine. But, like, I like, for me, I need somebody like a Monty Williams, you know? Fucking bench Chris Paul. Chris Paul! Bench him because he wasn't playing well. And Chris Paul's a goddamn Hall of Famer. So let's get that right. We got to... We really got to put things in perspective when we're talking about this. I mean, there's, there's sides to this. There's levels to this. You can do things like this. It's okay. Sometimes it's not okay because of the player. So if you're telling me he can't do it because of Randall's attitude and who he is, then we talk about a couple of different things here then. So then you're telling me then, is he the right person to go forward with? If he can't check his attitude and come together, there are moments when we need him the most. Because that's part of it. That's important. So I appreciate that comment, though. We got, oh, man, that sparked a lot more comments. Okay, I'm going to get to those other comments, but I want to get to the song in the morning and get to the speakers. I see uh, another former uh, Take It A Week person up here with Keisha. I appreciate you coming up here. And then we got my man, um, we got my man, uh, hold on, I got to click your profile. Nick's Talk Raw and Uncut, my guy. Uh, We'll get to you in a second. Let me just get the morning out the way. Uh, If y'all could, please go ahead, reshare the space, like it, retweet, do all that. So that way they know they can come up here, talk with me, AG, and all the other speakers. I appreciate every single one of y'all. Uh, oh, my uh, homegirl Ebony on, uh, on deck over here. I don't really do this uh, uh, a lot of the times, but I got to shout her out. Uh, well, I always shout people out, but her especially, because not only of her knowledge, because she's going to be creating a lot more content about stuff that we don't really get enough on, WNBA stuff that we really should get more information on. She's going to be a, a leader in that, in that space, so... Real, real props to her, and I can't wait to hear what she got to say. So, but first, we got to go in order here. So, uh, we're gonna take it uh, to my man, Nick's Talk Raw, who was the first person in the space. So, shouts to my guy over here and give him a follow as well, too, because he's putting in that hard work as well. My guy, good morning to you. If y'all could do me a favor, please go ahead and answer the topics on the board first, and then you can get into your take. Appreciate you, brother. Go ahead. What's good, baby? What's good, everybody? Nick's talk wrong, uncut. Y'all know how I do. Y'all already know how I give it up. You know what I mean? Follow me. I follow back. Keep it a thousand. You already know how I do, man. But um, let's 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 just get into it, man. Let's just get into it, man. My whole thing is, man. All right, you said can RJ be a, a piece on the championship team? That was the, uh, one of the questions. Me, I personally think so. Depending on the coach, you know what I'm saying, and depending on the role that you have him playing, you know what I'm saying, like RJ. Like I said, I know he got to work on the jump shot and mid-range and things like that. That'll come. That'll come in due time. Those things you can work on, especially with the jump shot coaches and things like that. Those things can get taken care of. You know what I'm saying? But the point of him being 22 years old, averaging 20 points a game, we're just clipping 20 points a game, that 19.9. You know what I'm saying? And he's always willing to learn. He's not one of them kids that's like, ah, I got it, I got it, I got it. Nah, he's willing to learn. You tell him, yo, RJ, work on that. He's going in the gym and work on that. He's getting that done. So I think he could definitely be a piece. You know what I'm saying? Just give the boy time. You know what I'm saying? Like, some people don't want to compare him with another 22-year-old. Or this, Listen, man, all that counts. I don't care if you came in the league year one, year three, year five. 22 is 22. You know what I'm saying? The same thing. I, sometimes I don't want to jump off topic, but they, they compare LeBron to Mike. 
You know what I'm saying? LeBron came in high school. Mike did three years in college. So, it's, you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't matter. You know what I'm saying? And that's why LeBron didn't have a jump shot when he came in the league, and Mike did. Mike was more polished. So, it, you know what I'm saying? That 20, all that, all that counts. You know what I'm saying? But to answer your question, yeah, he could be a, um, a, a piece on the championship team. Hell yeah. And um, the next question, you said, what changes um, we need to make on offense? A lot of them. <laughs> a lot of them. Our offense is very predictable, too easy. I feel teams already got it mapped out. They already know what's going to happen. They already know the dribble, 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 pick and roll, dribble, 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 pick and roll, dribble, dribble, dribble. They already know. They already know. You know what I'm saying? Brunson, RJ, they go on left, 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 they go right, they go left, they go left, they go left. We already know. It's already done. So we need to change that up. We need to get that done. You know what I'm saying? Because it's very predictable when teams are locking in. And when it comes to the playoffs and you got seven games to lock in, this is what people don't understand. Regular season is regular season. When it comes to the playoffs, it's lock-in time. So all that 150 points, 140 points, that's not happening. You're going to lock in. And the teams and the guys that you're looking at, when you're locking in, oh, the little spin move Julius Randle was doing before, that's not happening. That, all that stuff that uh, Brunson was doing with the footwork, that's not – because you see teams already trying to shut that down now going into playoff time. That's not happening. So – Tim's going to definitely have to adjust a whole lot on offense if teams are already locking in. You see what I'm saying? So it's a whole lot got to change. A whole lot got to change, man. You know what I'm saying? I think across the board. So, but, but, like, but what do you th- – so you, we're talking about, like, the three most offensive dominant players, right? Brunson, Randall, and, and RJ. So, like, what, what changes are you – because, again, I don't know how you're going to change their games now. So what type of offense are you yeah. trying to run with them to make them better under Tom Thibodeau. That's what I'm trying to understand. Because everybody was trying to tell me that Tom Thibodeau, and I agree with them, by the way, Tom Thibodeau don't really have any type of offensive schemes. It's kind of like dribble, dribble, handoff, yeah. right? It's, it's mostly handoffs, yeah. actually. But, uh, but like, but, but <laughs> yeah. I hear you on that. But that's what I'm trying to say. Given the talent that he got, right, what other t- type of offense uh-huh. would you like to see him play? Because I got an answer to it, but I want right. to hear what I- you got to say. Okay, honestly, like I said, I would like to see, like, okay, the pick and roll, is, is, I, don't, I don't mind, but I would like to see more pick and roll with Mitch. I would like to see RJ doing more cutting. I would like to see Grimes and Obi not sitting in the fucking corner. You know what I'm saying? When Obi's cutting into the basket, throw that law. Don't you throw that up? You know what I'm saying? When when, when you got people moving and cutting and screening up, make some plays happen, man. Don't just sit in the back and dribble, dribble, and everybody just standing around like for 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 15 seconds out of the shot clock. It has to be more movement, more cuts. Like, come on, man. It has to be more. The ball has to be moving. The ball is too stagnant. You see what I'm saying? And that right there, nah, man. Uh-uh. Nah, I agree, I agree with you there with that. Like, if I had to change one thing about this offense, it'll definitely just be, like you said, more ball movement. Um, You know, although the Knicks have a good net rating for offense, like, a lot of the key statistics are, like, low. Like, we're 23rd in the league in field goal percentage, 23rd in the league in three-point percentage, 22nd in free throw Bad. percentage. We're 29th in assists, Bad. like – so that just tells me you can yeah. see during this losing streak, like when we're not making shots, like the offense is very, very predictable. Uh, well, it's, it's predictable anyway, but you know the thing is we were making shots with our you know marquee players, Randall and Brunson. When those guys aren't hitting, you can really see how stagnant the offense is. Like, you know, I think that there definitely needs to be a lot more off ball, off ball movement. Um, a lot of our guys they. You know, we pass the ball to Brunson and Randall and we just let them work and just kind of stand and watch. 
needs to be, uh, you know, a little more movement. Like, I love the movement and um, from Grimes these last two games, even though we lost. But we could see that he's been involved in the mm-hmm. offense a lot more because he's been moving without the ball, cutting, driving, and attacking. Um, you know, I think we need a lot. We need to. We need to see some more of that across the board. I have a. I have a it, it, it seems crazy now. I might be bugging. Y'all, y'all let me know. You know, Knicks take Ronald cut. I be bugging sometimes. So you gotta let me know if I'm bugging. But. Do it seem like the offense run a little more fluid with um Emmanuel quickly? I think if you're talking about does the ball move more, it does. Uh, it doesn't stick. The, yeah, yes, the ball. Yes, 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 that, that, yeah, that. the ball definitely moves more with quickly. Um, he doesn't stick with the ball as much as Brunson does. But to that same regard, though, because I hate when people say that you know, because people try to use that in a way to kind of say, "Well, why the hell we got Brunson?" Listen, Brunson, right? Even though he don't do exactly what you want to do in terms of the point guard who passes a lot. In terms of his assists, again, career high in assists. First time playing with this team. First time leading the team, right? Had a, he had a nine-assist game the other day. And by the way, we never talk about the passes that he makes that nobody gets. So if you make a pass and that man don't hit a shot, you don't get that assist. Potential assist, I believe, is a stat. And I think that man probably is one of the higher ones on that. Because he passes the ball. It just doesn't happen a lot of the times with the other person that he passes to makes the shot. So I agree with you that quickly – probably had a little bit more trust for these guys and will pass it to them and pass the ball around a little bit. While Brunson, if he kind of sees this, the offense getting stagnant, he'll think it's on him to kind of make something happen. I think that's the difference between those two. Uh, Brunson puts the game more on himself and right. wants to take it to make it so that way he can get his, get his back into the game while IQ passes the ball around because it's the same mission for him, but he just wants to get a better shot in that regard. So it, it is a little different, but IQ could sometimes do the same thing. Sometimes IQ see mad people open, don't pass shit, and takes his own shot. That happens as well, too. So uh, it does move a little bit yeah. more with IQ, but, I mean, not much more. Yeah, because I've seen IQ look RJ dead in the face and go the other way. <laughs> nah, that's what I'm saying. Like, he, he, there's situations where he definitely don't do that either. And I think as he's playing more, he's learning how to read the flow of the offense and what works and what doesn't. And I think that's what he's trying to cope with now, you know? Um, but yeah, listen, man, uh, my guy, yo, that was a great take. No lie. Um, I really like what you had to say. Uh, I think you answered the questions very well. Um, yeah, it's definitely up to for take of the week, brother. Definitely. That was a really good take. I appreciate you, man. Uh, we're going to go into the comments yeah. real quick and then we're going to go into, um, some other, uh, speakers, but let's go into the comments. Kind of, we have some people going off. I'm going to yours first, brother. Cause that was perfect. Uh, my man, Nick's talk raw and uncut said, Oh, I just lit my joint. Uh, rest in peace prodigy. One of the, my top five rappers. Absolutely, man. He's, he's fire. Vision said he was actually in the studio with Prodigy and uh, Flea Lord two years ago before he died. And that's craziness. Um, shout out to you, brother. Ebony said, nobody is above the team or game of uh, basketball. You always have to work on your game. Definitely respect. And Ebony had a really good point in one of her tweets. She said she wasn't really mad. More just like disappointed because we were supposed to be past this. I, I definitely agree with her on that. Like, I, look at where we are this season. If I polled anybody after All-Star break, tell me if they thought Randall was going to do something like this after, after postseason. I mean, after, after the All-Star break, I wouldn't probably got a lot of people because he wasn't doing it for the majority of the year. Not like this anyways. Like, this is a game stopper. We had to stop games because of one of them. And another one, he was just going off on one of our young kids in public, in the media. They got to get questioned about. So I definitely agree with that, 100%. Um, AG posted the, the Mitchell Robinson uh, – Quote, I'm actually going to read it for anybody who hasn't seen it. It's in the comments, though. Uh, Mr. Robbins said this on uh, KFTV uh, IG. I have to make sure our defense is where it needs to be. 
uh, I've been thinking about myself and being all to myself. I got to go back. I got to wait. Hold up. What the fuck? I got to get back to fuck whatever I got going on and get back to winning. Whatever he said. Either way, Mace trying to say that uh, he's in his own feelings right now, in his own head. Got to get out of that and play his game, the game that we've known and come to love for Mitchell Robinson over the past couple of uh, games, really. Uh, let's see what else we got here. Uh, Vision said Reg is, com- Reg is coming off the bench still, though. Yeah, I know he's still coming off the bench um, in Portland, but they, they, they sub him back and forth from starter to bench, depending on Dame and some other players that they got coming off. And he was playing more as a starter when they had injuries. Uh, so I definitely saw that. But his opportunity in terms of Portland is, is huge compared to the opportunity that he had in the Knicks. That's just clear if you just watch the games. Uh, but I appreciate that. Chat gang is live. If y'all want to go ahead and get into the chat, go ahead and leave your comments in the chat gang. We'll definitely get to you at some point uh, during the show. But I want to go to the next speaker that we got up here. Uh, Ebony, homie, killing it with your shows. Uh, your, t- your take next with Brutus and Smitty, man, one of my favorite pregames out there. Shout out to you and everything you do. Uh, you can go ahead and unmute yourself. Good morning to you, Queen. And if you can, please go ahead and uh, get started with the topics of the day. Good morning. Um, I uh, Definitely a little early for me, but I had to be here for the show. Thank you for the love. Um, I uh, hope everybody's having a, a good Saturday or start of a good Saturday. Um, I just, I'm not going to be beat up. I'm not going to beat up on the Knicks or go too crazy. Um, There's a lot of stuff that, you know, I had concerns on the beginning of the year, starting to show their head now. But uh, I'm going to get with the topics. I think RJ can be a piece of a championship team. And I, I'm not going to be too high or low on him. I get it's his fourth year. But um, I don't I don't understand why everybody thinks it's win now. It seems like a win now type of situation. And um, I don't think we, we are in the win now type of, situ- type of situation. Um, I think we're building. We're building. I don't know where this um, impatience came from. But we, we have to build. And this is what development looks like. Your, 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 your youth is going to get their bumps and bruises. They're going to be inconsistent. He is 22 years old. You know, he is going to be inconsistent. That's going to happen. But what I like about RJ is that his game is sustainable. It's not high flying. We don't have to worry about injuries taken away. He's not very fast, so we don't have to worry about his his speed, you know, limiting. His 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 game is very sustainable. It's a game that can be held over over the years, you know, and the fact that his work ethic and his mentality is meant for New York. You don't so much give that away so quickly in my eyes because everybody is not built to be a player in New York. So his his get holes in his game are not huge. Yes, he him him are him Obi and Randall need to bring it back to old school where you have your basketball with you at all times. So wherever they at, if they in Disney World, I need Randall to have his basketball right next to him in Disney World with him. It kind of his whole family they could dribble together. Everybody need everybody need to dribble together. You know, Obi. OB, have his ball wherever he at. RJ, too. Y'all going to the store, old school it. That ball better be in your hand because that, to me, is their biggest issues. Uh, well, Randall has more issues, but with OB and RJ, I think if they have a handle, if they have a handle, that their game is different. A lot of times, RJ can't get where he want to go, not because, like I said, he doesn't have a, a burst of speed like that, and uh, his handle is a little suspect. But I think if he had a, a de- decent, a more decent handle, it would make it, his game a lot easier for him. 
Um, with the offense, I just think I've played on a couple of teams, a couple of type of teams. I've played on a team where I was the main, you know, one of the main stars, one of the main contributors of the of the team. And I've played where I've been a role player. I've played a lot of different roles. But what I noticed in most of the teams is when you're involved, you play harder. It just becomes because not not because somebody is feeding you. It's just you're more locked into the game because you're a part of the game. It, it means more. I don't know if that sounds right, but it just means more. You're just more part of the game. And um, when you don't when you don't involve your team early in the games or whatever, it becomes a problem later in the games. Uh, so fourth quarter, if you're trying to get Grimes to hit shots, he has no rhythm. A lot of people, they're different players. You have shooters that are rhythm shooters. You have shooters that are just shooters, you know. It just depends on the players, different type of players. So we can't pigeonhole everybody into the same type. But what I can say is that we do miss a lot of cutters. We do miss a lot of easy buckets. And it's because I think that the, a lot of our ball handlers are very, very ISO heavy. They're very... um. They're very, I don't want to say tunnel vision almost. I, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, okay, they have a, they have this plan in their, in their head and they're going. I'm going to the basket. That's it. Sometimes they miss the cutters. I'm just going to give them the benefit of the doubt because they miss a lot of cutters. We miss a lot of easy baskets and uh, just movement, constant movement. And if they do that, it'll be it's so easy. for It will make the star's job easy. I don't get it. I don't get it. As a coach, I don't understand why wouldn't you want to – maximize your your uh maximize what you have you have all these weapons use it because then you have finishers let them finish and it'll be easier if grimes if rj if um i'm laying my plane here i'm sorry i know i've been here for a while if grimes if rj is uh is performing you know it makes it easier for a randu so he don't lose his top because now they can't they can't um stack up on him they can't make walls because grimes has 20 is, is, is on fire like he has been or quickly is on fire as he as he um or quickly is on fire, you know. But if you just do the hardened assist, that makes it harder. The hardened assist is the lack of lack of offense pass. I mean, lack of in the flow offense pass. Hundred percent agree with you over there, Ebony. That was a great take. I love the R.J. Barrett thing as well too um, that you mentioned. Uh, I think I think with R.J. Um, and I've said it before. RJ's best when he's attacking, right? When he's not settling, when he's attacking. I think he has to have the ball in his hands for more period of time than he does and able to get more comfortable into games. Uh, he needs to be a focal point to start the game, I think, as well, to how Randall is a starting point. I think when RJ Barrett gets off to good starts, the rest of his game kind of goes pretty well as well, too. He's more engaged. So I would, I, if, I'm, if I'm the point guard, if I'm the coach, I'm running plays for RJ and, uh, and Randall in the beginning of the uh, of the first quarter because those two, if they go off in the first and then you got Brunson waiting in the wings, oh, my God, get out of here, man. Like, that's that's how you get the team more involved. You get Mitch some more touches. Yeah, you know? it's, go ahead. It's staggered. And Nick, so, uh, let me recap. I want to say one thing. One thing I don't like also about the whole, excuse me, Thibodeau, Thibodeau's uh, offense or rotations or whatever is if, Again, we noticed that once if it's not Brunson or Randall struggling me uh, on point, that we tend to, we tend to lose, and and that's because to me I think that's because when it's, it's not the 
them. He doesn't run to the others. He forces it with with Randall and Brunson. So a lot a lot of times, like uh, Grimes or RJ will be on point, and we won't go for them until it's desperation time. And now you're trying to get that momentum back, but you just froze them out for the first for the last couple of quarters. So um, that he has to get better with the others. And uh, I know Golden State has problems. They want they want their youth to play more. Also, they have an issue. They want play the kids in Golden State. I get it. But with, with, with Steve Kerr, he will ride that hot hand, I know. But most coaches will. It's just like we we do – we seem to go away from the hot hand. We do the defensive job. Yeah, that's, yeah. In my yeah, lot. In you my definitely mind. got a point with – my bad, uh, Cap. I wanted to – No, no, you got it. You got it. But um, I'm going to go next. Yeah, yeah. You, was at, you absolutely right with that. We do have a tendency to – to kind of go away and Tibbs likes to kind of just rely on his like set rotations and like, yeah, like you said, like we'll go away from the hot hand instead of like, Hey, let's just go with who's hot and not try to force feed it to our main guys so they can get our numbers. They, they can get their numbers. Um, Cause you're absolutely right. I do believe that we can do better with getting RJ more involved in the game early on. You know, I understand that Randall has his rhythm. It seems like, it, it seems like for every game, I don't know if y'all notice, it's like Randall's first shot is usually always a three. Um, most of the time it goes in, but it's like, yo, why does he yeah. always have to start the game with that? Okay, somebody sets a screen at the top and Randall at the top of the key, boom, he shoots a three. Like, just a, a, a little more diversity in the offense is really what's needed, yo. Like, it, it, it's really just uh, – it's really just too ISO dependent on two guys to get everything going. And yeah, you, you, you do notice that when IQ is in the game, um, the ball moves more and it's, and even on the other teams, you see that they're the, the, the other, the opposing defense, they're having to move from side to side more moving across, you know, across the court more. And that a, a lot of times you get open looks just off of that constant ball movement. Like, you know, you move the ball three to four times on offense get the defense rotate ro- rotating all it takes is one missed rotation and boom now you got yourself an open shot so yeah i definitely think a lot more diversity in the offense is needed great points there ebony for sure absolutely that's another yeah, that's uh, another candidate potentially for taking a week right there ebony and you was going off yeah. right there definitely uh nick's raw go ahead man yeah let me pick you back off of what uh man nick was saying because he definitely made a great point um I definitely, like I said, like like she said, if, the, if it ain't going through Brunson or Randall, then you really see the stagnation. But my question is this: if you if, when you see that right, and you know ain't nobody else getting the ball, and nothing else really shaking, and for people who this this is this, this is for RJ only, and people even want to trade RJ, if the, if the plays ain't getting drawn for him, and nothing is really shaking through him, how is this man still managing to average twenty points? That's all I want to know. You see what I'm saying? For people that be like, yo, trade him, get him up out of here. If nothing's really running through him, you see what I'm saying? And then when these two guys ain't, ain't, ain't hitting, if Brunson is off or Randall's off and shit is not clicking, RJ still finds a way, slash to the basket, get to the line. You see what he do. Even he might make a free, he might hit them both. You know what I'm saying? He still tries to find a way to keep his head up, stay in the game and keep, keep, keep us in the game. But no matter what he shoots or what he do, people are ah, fuck him. It's really, it's, it's really because of the season that he's had. I mean, listen, uh, R.J. Barrett, apart from these last couple games where I feel like, even maybe since All-Star break, I feel like his defense has gotten better since then and his games overall has gotten a little better each and every game afterwards. Some games, obviously, his defense 
oh, God just goes away. But in other in other games, he he, he, <laughs> lo- he locks in and he does what he needs to do. But sometimes, yeah, man, it's 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 bad to watch on defense. But I think with R.J. Barrett, the thing, is, the reason why he can get those points is because he's still attacking. He's still going. He's still playing with the bench unit at times as well too. He gets his points with them way more than he does with the starting unit at times. Um, and when he does play with the starters, uh, some of the times he's driving a lot, so he's going to the line and getting free throws and whatnot. So that's another reason why his, uh, his points are going to be higher. The thing is, R.J. Barrett, and I'm going to say this before I, um, I, I think we got a request actually from uh, Jay from East New York, so we're going to get to him next and to the comments as well too. But the thing about R.J. Barrett, right, there, there's no reason to trade R.J. Barrett. I, I'm giving R.J. another year. Personally, for me, I'm giving R.J. another year. Um, me too. And th- here's, here's, my, here's my reasoning why. And I, I didn't think about this really until you know i started speaking to some journalists and they were telling me about it with with rj barrett he's asked to develop and sacrifice at the same time he's being asked to develop his game and sacrifice his game behind brunson and randall so he can't play the exact ball that he wants to play because he has to take a step back even two steps back uh for randall and for brunson and it's hard think about that not only that but before him, you didn't really have a ball dominant point guard. Now you got a more ball dominant point guard, so you got to you know put some respect on his game and name and let, allow him to get the ball. And the thing about RJ Barrett, nobody's talking about. Yeah, everybody's complaining about playing time and this, that, and touches and whatnot. RJ ain't saying not a goddamn word. He didn't say one damn word about anything to do with playing time or shots or nothing. And when he was asked about it a couple of months ago, he was said, you know, like how you feel about all this stuff. He's like, Man, I don't give a fuck. We winning. Paraphrasing, obviously, but we winning. And at the end of the day, that's what it's about. So the culture that R.J. Barrett can create, that, uh, that's a piece of him that I love, right? His aggression, attacking the rim, love. Get to the, get to the hoop and uh, get to the free throw line, love. There's a lot of things to love about R.J. Barrett. Of course, you can hate on a lot of things for him. And, there's, and it's, he gave you the reasons for it. So you can hate on R.J. Barrett. There's no, nothing about that. Hate on him if you want to. But when you say talk about trading him, that's what we got to get into the, the whole concept of like, all right, so you don't see nothing in his value. You don't think he can get better from where he is okay. now. Like, yeah. that's what I'm like. That's yeah. where that comes from, yeah. you know? And also yeah. a lot of people yeah. think that yeah. they want to make a win now move. And that win now move needs to be at a wing position, right? And if it's a wing position move you need to make, cause it's a league of wings and you know, you got to get a delete dominant wing. Then that's why people always say, well, RJ got to be that guy out there. Not realizing that RJ probably should be playing the two. And not the three. Bad. So, I mean, you know, a lot of people really don't want to talk about a lot of that shit. But, listen, I mean, that, that's, it's part of it, though. That's what I'm talking. It's part of it. We got we to gotta, we gotta acknowledge that. If you don't acknowledge that R.J. Barrett has sacrificed, if you don't acknowledge that R.J. Barrett had to improve while being at a sacrifice, it's a different story. So, if you acknowledge that and then you say he's done some of these things that's been bad, his defense, which there's no excuse for, no excuse, by the way, none, zero. Zero excuse for having bad defensive games, uh, especially when you're not in that involved in offense. You should be locked in more on defense, right? But I get it. Playing basketball myself, when you're not engaged on offense and you stand in the corner, you're waiting, nothing really happens. You're less focused and less engaged in the game. You're not going to do as much. Right. I know that. So um, right. I, 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 I what, recap, recap, hey, yo, recap. One, one question. question. I, I had to ask you. Wait, hold on, hold on. You don't think you don't you don't think that uh Obi with a handle can help us? Oh, at yeah. The three? Well, listen, I was gonna talk mm-hmm. about Obi. You saw Obi's little uh mm-hmm. little uh, under under the basket okay, move, man. right? Where he he took it and then he put it on top of the guy. But he looked like he was gonna lay it up, but he went around and dunked it on him. Obi got moves. It looked like Obi got moves. 
But the thing is, we're not going to see Obi's moves as a backup to Randall. And I don't think we ever go. Yeah, to nah, see I get it. We, I, I, I get yeah. it. But my thing, my thing with, with, with Obi is because I see with his handle, I'm not, I'm an Obi. I like Obi. I like Obi a lot, right? But I, I'm also a realist and I see that this, his handle is lacking, you know? There is point, he, he is not as, as clean as you would want to be. I'm just saying, another, because we don't have to trade him right now either. Another season, another off season under his belt of him hopefully dribbling. You know, just just working on that game. You don't think we could slide him to the three? I don't think he shoots the three good enough to be a to be a three, honestly. And the thing is, another, but this is another see another summer under the belt. You seen what he came back if, with uh, to this if summer? I, if you're telling me is a huge developmental jump, maybe I'll look at it. But there's two reasons why I don't want Ob at the three. He's not his size. I don't know what he works with Randall, right? Randall's a freaking freak when it comes to his size. Ob doesn't look like he got a lot of strength in him, and he gets pushed around quite a little bit. He can't keep people like think about anybody. Anytime he's in the basket, right? When somebody's in front of him, they'll go around them easy, and he leaves it open to go around them. Or if he goes straight to take contact, they're gonna get an and one because they can push him a little bit to get to the basket. If Ob wants to be a legit three, he needs to shoot the the three point ball extremely well, and he needs to start doing those cutting things. But more than anything else, he needs the strength, especially in his legs as well too. He needs the strength. That's why. That's why I said the three because the four. I don't think he's strong enough for the four right but now. But even the three. I mean, like uh, RJ Barrett is stronger than him at the three right now. Nah, I don't know. That's what I'm saying. At the three, you, 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 that length is what we're looking for. That's why I just mentioned it. And I know another summer under the belt. Who knows what happens? What you come out the lab with? So um, that's that's all I think. I just think his his length and his speed and athleticism would be better against the smaller uh, a smaller. He'll be able to take advantage of a smaller. Not under Tom Thibodeau though, because his defense will never be Thibs good. I think. Yeah, that's, that's maybe the, maybe that's he'll get there, but maybe for, not for, for Obi uh, playing yeah. the three. It's it's the it's the defense. I, I I think offensively, like some more improvements would be great. But I think for for Tibbs to put him at the three, he's gonna need to see some improvements in defense. And you know, Ev, you're right. The 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 strength, his improvements in strength would definitely help because yeah, he does get he does get bodied down there. I mean, he's shown some signs where he's used his athleticism. You know, he's gotten a couple of blocks in a few games. Um, but yeah, the strength is definitely the issue with Obi. The strength in that and his play on the defensive end. So I think he'd have to improve defensively a lot for Tibbs to notice and to to put him at the three. And Vision, I see you over there, brother. We're going to get to you right after. I just want to get to the comments real quick. First of all, love, love, love this discussion. Want to know why? It's been about ball for the last 50 minutes. Fucking love this discussion. Shouts to every single speaker because you had a part in the reason why. So shouts to y'all. Please give these lovely people a follow. They're the reason we have a show in the morning anyways. If y'all can, everybody who's in this space right now, first of all, I appreciate every single one of y'all listeners. See a lot of my people in here. What's going on, State? I see you down there. Teresa, Kyle, uh, my man Champ, who's who's listening because you can't uh, be involved today. Gloria, who's always in here. Shout out to you, Queen. Everybody, shout out to y'all, man, really. If y'all could, please go ahead and reshare the space. That way everybody knows what's going on. They can jump up here with all of us speakers and discuss the Knicks like we want to have it happen. We're going to go to 12, up until 12 today. So uh, we got some time. So we're going to go through it. I'm going to get to some comments. And then Vision, my brother, we definitely going to you, all right? So let's give me one second to get through these comments because we had a lot of them come through. And I appreciate chat game going off. Y'all make it so much better. Uh, Keisha says, our young core is not being utilized and it's annoying as fuck. Get rid of this coach. <laughs> I hear that. To be honest, Keisha, I think a lot of people would agree with that. 
Uh, a lot of people want to see, uh, you know, Grimes and or o, uh, Obi or Quickly or RJ close out games more than they are. That's an adjustment situation. And that would be with coaching. So I agree with you there. Uh, Claudio says, yeah, man, you need to keep that updated and market that shit. I think he's talking about the uh, the stats that um, Jeremy E was given. Jeremy E, yo, this guy definitely gives a lot of freaking stats, man. I love uh, some of the posts that I see you do, brother. Um, I appreciate you being in the space as well, too. Uh, shout out to you, brother. Uh, and if anybody wants to see the uh, assist stats right now, real assists per pass, uh, you can go ahead and check that out um, on Jeremy E's uh, account. It's on the comments as well, too. Keisha, hashtag fire thibs. <laughs> State says, Obi is 25 years old. We should have drafted Jaden McDaniels. Yeah, man. Uh, and the thing is, too, Jaden McDaniels plays pretty good damn defense. So, you know what? He probably would have been a rotation piece. No, a lot of State. That's pretty good. Uh, State also says, finally, someone who hosts a space and is about basketball. Appreciate you, my brother. That's all we like to do it over here. Um, you know, there's a lot of spaces about narratives and this, that, and the other. I, I hate that shit at the end of the day. I love ball. Like, the reason I do spaces and podcasts anything it's because of the love of the game. I love basketball. I love talking actual ball and sets and things like that because that shit interests me. So I love that. Uh, appreciate you, State. Uh, State also, no, Vision says, uh, P is a real cool life dude. Appreciate that, my guy. Uh, Jay from East New York says, uh, the problem is we just attacking, no pick and roll, no off-ball screens, no nothing. 100% agree with that. If y'all listen to my space, even last week I said they got to run more pick and roll with Mitch. I know Mitch, in terms of a screener, ain't that great. Footwork, not that great. And even as a roller, sometimes you're not as committed. And when you're not committed as a roller, teams are not going to collapse on you because they know that you're not committed to it. They can see that. It's, it's part of the game. Um, so if he improves in that regard, though, if Mitch can do that, oh, man. Yeah, use that because that's another threat. You need another threat. And I argue that again. If Mitch is more involved in the paint, guess who gets open in the paint? Your best mid-range guy in Jalen Brunson. Because that's what's going to happen if he becomes a lob and pick-and-roll threat. Can't just be a lob threat. He needs to be able to roll. you got to roll. you got to roll with conviction, too. you got to roll. Uh, State says accountability should never uh, care about race or ethnicity, gender. I'm sick of this shit. Um, agree with you, brother. It shouldn't be about uh, you the star, so you get special treatment, and you kind of a star, so you don't get that type of treatment, or you this age, or that age, or this, this experience. Like, it shouldn't be about that. At the end of the day, it's about the New York Knicks and about winning. And if you're on the floor, you need to contribute to that. And if you're not, you get held accountable. That's it. That's how it needs to be. Um, Knicks Raw and Uncut said, good point on RJ. Uh, she, talking about Ebony here, talking about the program movie when uh, dude had the ball everywhere and people were trying to strip it from him all over the campus. Yeah, they definitely need to hold that ball way more often. Maybe hold it with their uh, right hand more and tie their left hand aside. But, uh, yeah. Uh, State also says, really nasty, fam, what's going on? Because uh, him and Claudia were going back and forth in regards to Mitchell Robinson. State had said Mitchell Robinson shouldn't have to explain himself while Randall throw a bitch fit all day. 100% agree with that. that that's what I'm saying. Like, look at, the, look at what's happening here. Randall doing all this, not one peep from him. Robinson kind of doing something and still post this other stuff because he wants people to know where his mental is at. There's a right. difference that, of the player right there, man. That's the accountability we need to see from the dude that's supposed to be the, the leader of the team. Like, Randall claiming, you know, claiming you want to, you know, more or doesn't claim maybe you want to move like he's one of the leaders. You need to act like it, for sure. Absolutely. And, and Claudio says his MSG politics allows their star to duck all the smoke. What kind of example does that set? Yo, for real, for real. For real. Because that's not a good example to set. That means you can lose your cool whenever you want to and still be part of the game. Nah, nah. Now you can't, because if you lose your cool, you're likely going to get a tech. They can get a point. 
you're not going to play the same type of defense. You know how Randall get when he fucking tight. Fucking be fouling, like, super obviously. <laughs> like, like legit. You know how in NBA uh, Jam, we used to push people, right? See how people used to push people? That's how I feel like Randall get to the point like that when he gets in his feelings and gets so upset. Like, it, it, we got to have some control over him. And it cannot be other people controlling you. You are a grown man with kids. Nobody on this team should be your babysitter. We should not have somebody to hold you in check, okay? That's not what it's about. It's got to be about ball. Claudio, 100% agree with you, brother. Uh, so appreciate that. I think that was all the comments for right now. We probably got oh, damn, we got more comments coming on. All right, I'm going to get to those comments in a little bit, but I want to get to some of the other speakers over here. So we have Vision. Then we're going to go to, uh, to Jay from East New York, and we go to my man State. So Vision, my guy, brother, good morning to you. If you can please go ahead and start with the questions on the board first, that would be great, and then you can jump into your take, man. Hey, what's up, guys? Love to be here. You know, um, yeah, man, the thing with RJ, man, you know, when we first drafted him, you know, I expected him to have a jump shot, right? I expected him to have, like, some type of mid-range after four years, right? I'm not an RJ hater. You know what I'm saying? I analyze every guy, you know, equally. You know what I'm saying? So in his fourth year, you know, I expected him to have at least a little midi or something, but like he don't got it. You know what I'm saying? So like, I feel like the Knicks is gonna look to trade him. You know what I'm saying? So, what's your percentage of the Knicks keeping RJ Barrett to go in the next season? What are y'all percentages? Extremely high, actually. Um, and the reason for that is because, to your point, uh, in terms of RJ's game. He, first of all, he's not playing in a way that you're going to trade something significant for him. So if you're not going to trade R.J. Barrett for something significant, the conversation doesn't matter to me anymore. So that's part of it. Um, I also think that, uh, at least from what I'm seeing, still looks and still feels like a part of this team. Not like he's you know iced out completely. So I don't think that's going to be part of it. And I think the way, only way R.J. Barrett is moved, the only way R.J. Barrett is moved is if something happens postseason that he can't come back from. Like if his game just sinks more in postseason. That's part of it. The other part of it, who's that star that's available? That's going to be part of it as well, too. Because, look, they wouldn't trade him for Donovan. And that was on a – like, he was, he's still getting better in that year. And they wouldn't trade him in a package with Donovan and some other picks and players. So if they're not doing that, then, you know, I think we kind of see that Leon Rose has a line in the sand moment at times where there's I mean, only so much he's going to go to before he pulls that trigger. You get what I mean? So that's why, I'm, that's why I say it. But you don't think the organization, the organization have enough, like be like, yeah, you know what, RJ, you know they don't, he don't really fit with Brunson and them, and, and you know, and like, and, you know, he's like the third, you know, option, third or fourth option, depending on if quickly is doing good, good, good or not. So, so like, you don't think the organization like, uh, you know, let's trade him for like maybe like another, you know, player that's like two levels above him or a level above him. You know what I'm saying? Something like that. You know, uh, like a 26-year-old experienced guy. You know what I'm saying? Well, so, first of all, I need to hear names when it comes to that because sometimes we just talk about vague players. I mean, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's so many players out there. I'm not saying – look, look at man. I'm not the trade machine, bro. I'm not going to sit here <laughs> and be the trade machine. <laughs> like, but listen, but listen. Not, but but, not, but, but you hear what you're saying, though. You, if I'm you not ask going him, for the trade machine. Yeah, though, but, but listen, if you, ask me a question, if you ask me a question, though, about who you going to trade, right? Like who who the Knicks who should the Knicks trade RJ Barrett right? Then you got to tell me who am I getting because I can't evaluate that move without understanding the talent that I'm getting in advance. And right now, there's not anybody you name 
I'm going to guarantee tell you that you're not going to get them if R.J. Barrett is the center of that deal right now unless you are including a shit ton of picks. And then in that sense, it don't make sense no more. So I've never heard I'm of sorry, deal I'm yet sorry, that makes sense. You know what I'm saying? I'm sorry. Can I please say something? Nah, I just want to piggyback money, off of that, right? Hold on. Because hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Because Damn, listen, if you no, I'm sorry. Because the piggyback, right? If you are like, like uh, I'm sorry, who said it earlier? If you are, if if RJ now has to succumb to being what the fourth option, third option, where like now he's limited himself. So now you want to put him in trade? How are you? How, how is the team going to evaluate him? Now he, he has digressed, right? He has digressed. He's not playing his best game. You got fucking Al, Al fucking Horford out here playing his best fucking game, and you could probably probably get more for Al Horford than fucking R.J. Barrett, which is an unfortunate situation. You want to see what I'm saying? That's, that's, I hear that's, you. Oh, <laughs> that was my bad. I, I definitely hear I you, though, think, I don't think you're going to get more for Al Horford. I think you're going to get more for R.J. Barrett, truthfully. Al, Al, Al Horford is so old, like, hell nah. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm sure she's not talking about like a trade, definitely trade for trade, but what oh, I say okay, right okay, now, okay, okay. what I say what I say for right now is, and I agree with you, Keisha, by the way, and we're definitely going to get to you. If you stay up here, we're going to get to you so you can have your takeoff. Hey, yo, I know hey, you yo was bro, up here, before but... you go, you know I bet yeah. $500, bro, for R.J. to to have 23 plus points this, this fucking year, bro. And, and I'm fucking losing, bro, because because you know, I really thought he was in that twenty-four points so per game. So losing make you say this stupid fucking year, like bro. That? Word. So losing make you say stupid shit like that. Did you say that last? Matter of fact, go ahead. <laughs> Damn, stay. You're already. You're already like. All right, let's just pause for a second. I know. A lot nah, I really bet. I really bet RJ to have twenty-three plus points this fucking year, yo. Word. I, I expect him to be the second option. Word. True. Truthfully. Well, I think a lot of people kind of expect – they didn't know what to expect from Brunson, so a lot of people kind of saw that. When Brunson kind of popped off and did what he was doing, kind of played, you know, spectacular. Like, I knew Buzz was going to ball out, but this is, like, beyond balling out. He's, he's an all-star, basically. Yeah, he Ball. played past a lot of our expectations, to be honest. Facts, so word. Right. But when that happens, though, you got to make an adjustment in a way, you know? So he, he, Brunson basically forced his way into being a number two option on a, on a team – or number one option on, on this team. He's a number two uh, option on a championship team, in my opinion. Um, at least that's what he's played himself into. But R.J. Barrett, though, like I said, the trade R.J. Barrett talk, I'm, for me, I'm giving R.J. another year. I've said it multiple times. I'm giving R.J. Barrett another year because especially if they keep this core together and they build on top of it, right? That's what I got to see because right now with Brunson, Randall, and R.J., yeah, we've seen a little bit of it. We know it don't work with all three of them there because R.J. sometimes don't get the ball a lot and he can't play his game. He, he needs the ball in his hand to play his game. So when you have all three of them there, it's not working correctly and right. That's why I'm saying initially, if I'm the point guard, if I'm the coach, I'm running plays up and down for RJ and for Randall in the first quarter. Because if you get them off, because I know Brunson, going, what he going to give me, I know he going to go off or he going to get, he going to do what he needs to do. So I, I expect that from him. But RJ and Randall, those two, if you get them involved early and they engage and focus early, that affects the entire game, the entire game. So that's what I'm doing. But to answer your trade question, like I said, bro, I'm not trading RJ right now. It's not that I wouldn't listen to trades for RJ, but there's not a trade that's going to make sense for RJ Barrett right now because, to your point, his va- what is his value? What are you getting for him? And if anything, if you're going to trade him on a down year, that means you're trading him when his value is the lowest. So then if he pops off the next year on another team, that's what I'm talking about. And if we're talking about point scoring, he's not getting anything run for him, right? No, not really that many plays run for him. The plays that he usually gets, it's like he takes it on his own to drive in and score some points inside or to get some free throws drawn, right? 
But after timeouts, who are the players usually drawn for? Brunson or Randall, right? But ain't really nobody bro, else. You got to remember, at the beginning of the season, he was the most high usage player on our team. He was he was getting a plays call for him coming in with the second unit. He he, he was getting every usage opportunity possible. But, like, it didn't work for some reason, man. I really thought he had it this year, yo. But bro. think about it, though, though, Vision. It's about it's about chemistry. When at the beginning of the season, you're right. He was getting more touches. And a lot of people thought he was going to be that second that, that second uh, person. Or maybe he was going to be number two and Brunson going to be number one. We don't really know too much yet. But we thought he was going to be a number two, regardless. It didn't happen that way because Brunson broke the fuck out. Like, completely broke out. Yeah, Shattered but, but, the listen, doors, you know what I'm talking but about? But why did that change? But why did that change? Like, 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 like him going, going, go, uh, coming to the second unit, it worked. Why did that change? Why? Listen, I'm not sure why because that changed. Because playing good, that's why. Listen, 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 listen. Before, guys, we got a lot of people jumping in. I appreciate all y'all speakers, but I want to make sure I go in order to respect everybody um, and get that going. I just wanted to say that piece about um, R.J. Barrett, because for me, that trade R.J. Barrett talk, it's like we could have that conversation, but the conversation ends when you tell me who you're trading him for because his value is not going to get you that. Like people are talking to me about Brandon Ingram. Shout out to Brutus. You're not getting Brandon Ingram <laughs> from R.J. Barrett. You're not getting. You're not getting him. What are we talking about here? You think the Pelicans would be like, oh yeah, R.J. Barrett? Yeah, I'll take him for, for Ingram. Fuck Ingram. You but your recap out of here, man. You have to think also. R.J. Barrett want to be a second or first option. He don't want to be a third, so he might take it upon himself. Like, yo, I don't really don't want to be the third. I really want to go to my different team. You know, I see, you know, Randall and fucking Brunson going crazy. Different story. Different story. Because now you're saying that if he's saying he don't want to be a third option, second option, he want to be a number one, and if he can't be a number one to move him, then we talking about him requesting a trade possibly, right? That's yeah, different. I, 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 I don't think, think that's going to be R.J. Barrett. Though. I think he's going to do that, bro. Nah, bro. Nah, nah, nah. There's no way. And the reason I'm going to say that, the reason I'm going to say that, first of all, there's nothing that we've seen from him lately that's shown that. Throughout a whole season, we haven't seen that this year, right? His behavior doesn't show that. And when asked about it, all he says is he wants to win. He has no problems with what's going on right now. Now, obviously, we got problems with it because we want to see him more involved. We want to see him uh, better used, right? We want to see him cutting and moving more. We want to see him with the ball in his hands more, doing what he can do with it, right? I'd love to see that. But it goes back to coaching. Right. And how I ended my take in the beginning when I said it about accountability. Right. That's the coach playing players. That's the coach drawing up plays. That's the coach playing time. That's the coach. Can I keep going? At the end of the day, if you're just looking at the player and only trying to say R.J. Barrett is garbage, he's shit. He don't got nothing on him. Cool. Then talk to me about the coach he's playing for and tell me what that coach has done to help him. That's all I got to say about that when it comes to... When nah, you can't say the coach things, didn't you know help him, bro, because the first part of the season, he had all the usage. Nah, we talking about first part of the season. This season? How many games you talking about for this season? For, what's what's first half? Is that 25 games? 10 games? 15 um, games? He, he had the most usage for, like, I think, like, at least 20 to 25 games straight, though. You know I'll what I'm saying? To, but I'll, then, I'll look but then that, he got, but... But then he got hurt, though. But the, I, re- but then he got I remember hurt. that vision. I remember that. But listen, man, like I, I could go back and look, and I don't mind doing that. But I don't believe he was – he might have been close to, in terms of our team, maybe up there in terms of minutes, but not like crazy more than Brunson or Randall. Brunson or Randall, if anything, have been playing high uses minutes since the beginning. And Brunson's number is only increased higher. So, I mean, I, 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 like I said, like I think that's what the issue is. Brunson broke out more than expected. Right. And because of that, R.J. Barrett had to take another step back to allow for that to happen. Because if he was going to be number two and Brunson going to be number two, it's not going to work. It can't. So somebody's going to have to take a sacrifice. R.J. took a step back 
because Brunson broke out. And you need to allow people to, you know, enjoy their game and do what they got to do with their game. RJ's still figuring that out. To be honest, he's still figuring it out now because he doesn't understand if he should shoot or drop sometimes, you know, and his defense sometimes get affected by that. So, you know, we got to talk about that. But I want to get to some other people, though. Vision, I appreciate you, brother. Love your take. Um, shout out to you, brother. Give this man a follow if you're not. Uh, love his takes as well. Regardless if you hate or dislike it, he talks about it with ball at the end of the day. And I don't have to agree with you, Vision. I, I actually don't agree with some of the stuff you say, but you bring it ball when you come to talk to me. And I appreciate that 100. So thanks for that, brother. Uh, I'm going to go to – damn, man, the comments is blowing up. Shout out to chat gang going off. Appreciate y'all. Uh, if anybody's in here, please go ahead and share the space so everybody knows what's going on. We can have a conversation about the Knicks. You could join myself and uh, AG up here. Uh, we about an hour out before the end of the show, so we're going to get to some more speakers. But I want to get to some of these comments because they've been waiting. And then we're going to get some of the speakers. So Gloria, uh, who had a great comment. I definitely want to highlight this one. I've been resisting the Fire Thibs narrative because up to now, I've admired the teamwork and the love they have for each other. But I'm afraid that not holding Randall accountable will affect the mindset of the rest of the team. Bad timing while we're fighting for the playoffs. There's nothing yeah, that I disagree with. That. 100% facts. 100. At the end of the day, you could be on that, you like Tom Thibodeau cruise ship. You could be happy with him. You could be happy with everything he's doing. I know a lot of fans that love Tom Thibodeau, even despite all these things. But regardless of that, if you're looking at what happened, and this is not the first time it's happened with Randall and Thibs. That matters, especially when it happens. It matters. And if you're growing as a coach, shouldn't you grow in terms of how you treat your players and hold them accountable? Growth happens in many different ways. It doesn't have to be just your physical play. Coaching develops. You as a person develop. You, you change. Things like that need to happen. So, Gloria, 100%, I agree with you with that. Uh, we got a oh man. All right, I'm, I'm gonna have to be a little selective here because we got a couple comments. Uh, Wu says, Man, RJ is a Nissan Altima. <laughs> Y'all keep acting like he's becoming a Lambo out of nowhere. Y'all bugging. Nah, Wu, it's not like he's we're not. Listen, I understand what you're saying. Some people think RJ is you know great no matter what he does. I'm not one of those type of people. I love RJ Bear, I want to keep him. Um, I think he has more to show us, personally speaking. Uh, but I can understand how people kill him. I'm not saying why, why it don't make sense for people to kill him. His defense sometimes, offense sometimes. I get it. 100% understand why people killed this kid. But I'm not trying to act like he's a Lambo, but I'm not trying to call him something. Or I'm not trying to put him in a slot and saying that is what he is regardless of anything. He may be that now, but I don't know what he's going to be. So I'm not calling him a Lambo, but I'm, I, don't know what that, I don't know what the final product is. So that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm trying to say. I appreciate you, though. Uh, Nick's tape says it already has affected the mindset of the team. They walk on eggshells. I mean, I don't know. I don't know, man. I, I haven't seen the whole team affected by it, but they haven't played since that game, so I don't know. I mean, we're going to have to we have to wait for that game and then see what happens. But what I can say is it needs to be about the team. They got to be locked in for the playoffs and focused. I like Quickly's statement because he kind of just, you know, kind of said what it was and, and kept it about ball and, and moved on, you know, downplaying it really because he, want, he, knows, because he knows the end goal. He knows his playoffs. So that's what he wants to focus on. So I respect that. Um, let's see what else we got here. Uh, going through some of these comments. Give me a second. <laughs> State says, bro, shut his fucking mic, bro. I'm going to get to you, State. Uh, Ariel says, see, that's okay, but the whole trade, uh, trade him is overreacting. Talk about Randall. Uh, yeah, yeah, listen. Um, I'm not trying to say trade Randall. I don't think that's the case, at least not right now. 
But um, I, I think that that behavior issue needs to be addressed because if if it's not, if he there's no accountability and he can continue to do this, it's gonna it's it's gonna cause some type of toxicity in the team, over time especially because it's gonna look uneven. And can I said it before? Cam Reddish said it a long time ago. It's gonna start looking like politics, not about basketball. And that's the environment you're gonna create if you do this. So accountability is key, hundred percent on that. I'm going to go to one more comment from Kyle. Kyle says, exactly on that part, recap. If one thing this front office has shown is that they are patient and they will only pull the trigger on something when they are getting the best piece or trading a play, a player at their highest value, they will stay pat unless RJ completely sells uh, playoffs. Yeah, like I said before, um, we can knock this front office for not making trades. And the Cam Reddish thing is there's no escape from that. I mean, that's a bad move. Regardless of what you say, it's a bad move, what they did. Uh, especially basically giving up two first rounders for Josh Hart. Josh Hart's amazing. Don't get me. I'm not trying to hate on him, but that was basically what happened. There's no spreading butter on that shit. It is what it is. It's a crap move. It wasn't a good move. Apart from that, though, like I said, they've had land, uh, line in the sand moments where they haven't moved. You know, Levine was supposed to be, uh, be on the market during trade deadline, but it wasn't the, the, the amount for it didn't seem like it was going to work. So, they didn't want to do it. And I also think they didn't want to have any interest really in Levine. Then you had Donovan, right? But they also drew a line to stand for Donovan, that they weren't going to give up too much for him. So uh, I think if you're going to kill the front office for some things, you got to give them credit for some things too. They could have jumped on some of these deals. I know some freaking people who used to run the Knicks head front office would have made those deals. But we're not making those deals right now. We flush with draft capital. We got young players. We got expiring contracts to move. A lot expiring, but I think Evan Fournier's contract is is a player option, so we can still move that. Uh, Derrick Rose, so there there are ways to improve this team without having to blow this team up in trades, um, and I, I think that we should acknowledge that. But let's go over to the requests. Let's see who we had next. I think we had Jay next, and then we got State, and then Miss Teresa, uh, and then Keisha obviously as well too. So let's go ahead, Jay, my guy. What's going on, man? Good morning to you. If you can please go ahead. Answer the question on the board first, and then we can go from there, all right? Okay, the question on the board. Hold on. I can help you with that, man. The first one is, uh, can R.J. Barrett be a piece on a championship team? Um, he definitely can. If we're talking about as far as where his game is at right now, he's still an unfinished product. So I can't say that he could be a main option, but I could definitely see him as a third option on a really good championship contender. The problem is, and it's two things that I really wanted to address. The first problem is we don't run no offense. RJ, sometimes he just looks like a deer caught in headlights when he's trying to do stuff because there's no real sense of what to do. He just gets the ball and is like, all right, shoot a three or attack the basket. We don't see nothing else from him. And I'm going to attribute that to the coaching. That's going to always be a problem for me. I need to see an actual offense with him being an option within that offense. Secondly, I think he needs to like work on his shot mechanics and his dribbling. Like that's the two problems that I noticed. When RJ get the ball, it's like he don't know what to do quite exactly. And I feel like that's because he don't got no dribble moves. Like he need a dribble escape or a quick first step or something. I don't know if he got to come down or wait a little bit because he looked real heavy in the legs to me. He don't. He don't look too slender, you feel me, from the waist down. So maybe that's what it is. But I just want to see the mechanics change in his shot and his dribbling. And I think that when he's in the starting lineup, the reason why he don't look that good is because he can't shoot that well. 
if you look at the type of plays that Brunson is used to playing with, he's an attacker. He likes to get to the paint. So he needs mostly his big and wings to be shooters. And RJ is just not that right now. He's inconsistent from the three. Secondly, he, he, he was touted as some type of playmaker or whatever coming in. Like his second third year, they were saying that he could possibly handle the ball more. But in order for him to do that, he got to work on them dribbling moves, and I don't see enough of that. I just need to see more mechanics. In the offseason, he got to get with somebody and rework his shot mechanics and learn some dribble escape packages or something because that's the only way he's going to thrive. I think that's what's going to help him turn the corner. He got to work on his game. I hear you on that, man. I think, I, I think you're right. He does have to work on his game. Um, uh, look, I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I'm going to let you go to the next question, but I'm going to say this. RJ with a mid-range, a consistent mid-range, fucking team has changed. Deadly. Deadly. Adds a mid-range to his game, team gets deadly. That's Just sad. him doing that. Doing that one thing. The team changes drastically. Because now you got to pick pop options. You got he could he could go ahead and attack, and because he has a mid range, they don't know if he's gonna stop and pop or if he's gonna attack. That's the best part of having a fucking mid range game. So let RJ develop that mid range shot. Let RJ Barrett develop that mid range shot, and watch the conversation change. Watch how Shit, crazy man, the conversation he might change. Develop it after he go to another team, man. You never. Nah, 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 I'm just Yo, relax, relax. What <laughs> you gotta do that for, man? You know states coming up. What you gotta do this for? God damn it! All right, man. Um, uh, but Jay, uh, do you, uh, I want to ask you the next question we had up here. The other question we had was, um, what changes would you make to the Knicks offense and why? What changes I would make to the Knicks offense? Yes, sir. I'm definitely looking to run that pick and roll. If I don't see Mitch picking and rolling hard to the basket, I don't see Brunson looking for, that's easy points every day. Calm down, son, that Hold on, my little man. But yeah, you feel me? I want to see more of that screen and roll. You know, even with Julius Randle, they they could put put him up in the wing. Like, I don't see no pick and roll action at all. And when they do, it's soft. It's like a joke. It's not even real. Every time I see Mitch pick and roll, the stance is not right. He's not fully into it. And I'm not saying that Mitch is bad because Mitch is my guy. But I just feel like he knows he's not going to get the ball. I said it in the comments. You screen and roll, and you run hard when you know that that ball going to come to you. Brunson is looking for his shot most of the time inside of the paint in the mid-range with a floater or whatever. That's why I said that he need more shooters around him. If we go with Brunson as out 1A or one, number one option, and you know, then we got to put a couple more shooters around him, more consistent shooters because that's what he's looking for. With Mitch, I just feel like that will activate the offense a little bit more, getting him going. He just be standing in the dunking spot or under the rim. He don't really do much on offense, and that and that's a problem. If you just on the court and you're not contributing offensively, then you're not helping. He's our anchor defensively, but I think that he can show more offensively. They just not give him an opportunity. I could be wrong with that, but I feel like he could definitely do more if the guards is looking for. Him. Talking about uh, uh, Mitchell Robinson, right? That if Mitchell Robinson, that yeah. No, 100%. Like, I, I think we talked about it before. I'm a, Yeah, you, you beat yourself because there's a little music there. But um, I just wanted to say with Mitchell Robinson, we said it 100 times on this show. Uh, and after this, I'm going to go over to Mad Nick fans to give that comment. And then we can go over to my man State. But um, Mitchell Robinson needs to be more involved in this, in this offense. Has to be. Uh, I've said it. I, Ebony, you can even vouch for this. I think I said it on your show fucking months ago. Um, he needs to be 
on on offense and defense. He needs to be more involved and engaged in that first quarter. Um, but if you're going to get Randall and RJ involved, then you usually got to get mixed some touches throughout the game. He needs to be seen as a presence. Right now, on defense, he's seen as a presence. On offense, he's not seen as that. That means it sometimes becomes a four-on-five matchup. Because if you're not, if no, nobody's going to be guarding Mitch if nobody thinks Mitch is going to get the ball. And if he's not rolling with conviction, nobody's going to collapse on him. They're going to collapse on Brunson or whoever that guard is. So we need to make sure that when Mitch is going in, the, in offense, he needs to be able to do these things. We need to be able to put him in a position to do these things. Now, some of it's on him. A lot of it for me is on the coaching. But something needs to come ahead because you need another threat in that paint. You have people, your best players are players who dominate and penetrate in the paint. So what's the best move then? To make sure the paint is a little bit more open. How do you do that? By creating another threat. That's all I got to say about that. Ebony, oh, Ebony dropped on. Uh, Ebony, if you want to come back up, I don't know what happened there, but if you want to come back up, you can give you a comment. Uh, if not, we're going to go straight to my guy, State. What's going on, State? Good morning to you, brother. How you doing? What's up, man? So the reason why I'm up early is, first of all, I lost my debit card. <laughs> and when I was packed the other night, I bro, I bro, ever since I came back from Atlanta, bro, like my my brain has not been in New York, bro. I think I just got back to New York today. You left your brain in Magic literally... City, bro. <laughs> Yo, bro, I spent all my bread in Magic City. <laughs> but I ate all my nephew grapes. So I'm right now I'm going to the supermarket to get my nephew Yo, grapes. Thief. <laughs> you stole the grape. You're a grape thief. Thief. Yeah, I ate all his grapes. <laughs> Yo. I, I was... So, um, yo, look, but I, I think you can skip number one, uh, the number one question state because it's, it's really can RJ be a, a peace on championship team? I think I understand your, your answer to that. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of about nine. I think the the better question is what I, what role is suited best for him to bring the best out of him? Excuse me, sir. And I don't think the role that he's in right now is, is best for him. With like, we're not maximizing him right now, but at the same time, I still look at it as we got a 22-year-old who's averaging 25-3 and three as the third option on a winning team. Mind you, he has, he has, he's, had, had, he's had four different starting backcourts in his career as a New York Knicks. And when I tell people it don't be about basketball when it comes to R.J. Barrett, it genuinely don't be about basketball. Because when I hear shit from Verizon, like, oh, well, what if he don't want to be a three or four, three or fourth option? Like, bro, how the fuck do you know what RJ wants to be, bro? He's already sacrificed for Julius Randle, who's a malcontent, right? So people, so let me get this straight. You got a guy who told you, shut the fuck up, gave you a thumbs down, right? And consistently melts down in the fourth quarter. And you telling me that you you want to build around this man like at some point man like i'm gonna need nick fans to to understand like you only get this chance one this is a once in a lifetime chance i don't know when the next time we will have a top five pick i don't know if we're gonna have a top five pick within the next 10 or 15 years so i'm putting all my energy into this kid developing into something that I don't give a shit about what Brunson got going on. I don't give a shit about what Randall got going on. They, those two guys, to me, 
are uh, like Brunson's a championship three option. He's a six foot guard. The last time a six foot guard won a championship, that was back in the early, that was back in the late eighties. That was Isaiah Thomas. So that's it's been about thirty years. Randall is a championship three option because the man cannot mentally grasp how to make the right play within the last five minutes of a game. So there's no way in a playoff game I'm giving Randall the ball in the fourth quarter and I'm telling him, take me home. This is not how this works. So that's why I put my energy into R.J. Barrett. It don't be about basketball when it comes to R.J. Barrett, right? It be, it be about, oh, I don't like his game. T.J. Fly last night, oh, I don't like his game. Then you got the people say, oh, let's trade R.J. Barrett. You never get a concrete answer. You notice this? You never get a concrete answer when you ask somebody, okay, who we traded RJ for? Zach Levine is a Rich Paul client. I don't know how many times I have to say this to people like Eddie, people like Tony, or you random dumbass Abbies that come on the app every day and try to trade him. If you as an agent, would you send your client to the Knicks after what you just seen with Cam Reddish? Stop spite don't cut your nose to spite your face man you, 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 stop trying to be right man you know if you was an agent you would not send your client here and then on top of the fact why would zach levine come here when he has his own team he has his own team his own literally his own team jj if you come up 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 here with the zach levine bullshit i just explained that zach levine is a rich poor client He's a rich Paul Klein. I don't know how many times I got to repeat. Good morning, Steve. Young Good morning, Steve. Young on this app, man. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on, JJ. I know you want to talk. Oh, I know you want to talk. Oh, let, no, let's see. JJ, go ahead. You want to cut me off the... Nah, nah, nah. Let me go again. I'm about to cook, cook steak. No, no, you could. I don't even want to hear you, brother. I heard you. Okay, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all. Definitely appreciate y'all. Love the conversation. Love the back and forth. Love it all. I can't hear shit when two people talk at the same time. Can't hear nothing. So, please, don't talk at the same time. All right? JJ, respect you, brother. I'm not bringing any more speakers up here because I want to get I got to do my taxes like in 30 minutes. So, uh, I got to get everybody out here in like less 30 minutes. So, I got to make sure I get to state. I got to go to uh, JJ. I got Pamela. I got Teresa. All right? I got people to go through here. Okay? So, please, let my man state cook. Even if you don't agree with him, there's a lot of stuff I don't agree with State with. But I let him cook. So let him cook. Let him get his takeoff. And then anybody can say what they want to say. State, go ahead, brother. Oh, everybody's still unmuted. There you go. Damn, yo. This always happens when I speak, man. You got five people want to cut me off, man. It's always, it's always smoke when I speak, man. I guess everybody be feeling threatened and all that. That's why JJ and these dudes be coming up here. And anyways, like I have firm belief in RJ Barrett. Um, you can say he doesn't have a mid-range. I don't give a fuck about that right now because he's still 22, right? But he's still averaging 25 and 3, shooting 43% from the field. Paul George shot 41% from the field, averaged 17 as a 22-year-old. Jimmy Butler, two fucking points. Chris Middleton, 12 fucking points. I don't know. It's not about basketball with you guys. So don't come under my tweets anymore talking R.J. Barrett. I'm good. I'm going to do this from now on. My guy, AG, recap. I'm going to fight stupidity with stupidity. That's my new shit. So when you come under my tweet and say, RJ's trash, I'm going to agree with you. And then I'm going to say, who are we trading him for? 
so you can see the dumb shit that y'all people be saying. Oh my goodness. Y'all have a good day, man. I'm going to get my nephew these grapes, man. Yo, appreciate you. Appreciate you. Stay. Yo, Wu, I keep adding you up here. I don't know if you keep dropping and coming back up, but you know, I, I do add you up here. Wu. I don't know what's going on with that. Yeah, I just I just added you up too, man. Yeah, but I, I appreciate you for coming up. Uh state, you know how I feel about you, man. Love you. You're always passionate. Love your takes because of that. I don't agree with a lot of them all the time, but you know, we, we see very, very alike when it comes to certain things. RJ Barrett, I don't see him in the high as high regard as you do, but I also agree he shouldn't be traded at this point. I gave my reasons for why I think that. Um, so I appreciate that. Let's go over to uh, some other speakers here. I think the next person we have you said that it was it Teresa. was Teresa, right? Okay, so I just want to make sure we had a couple people here, so I just want to make sure. So it's Teresa, and then we got I believe Pamela, and then we're gonna close out yeah, with JJ. Pamela. Yep, absolutely, Miss T. The article extraordinaire yeah. right here, writing articles after every game. Great insight. Uh, if y'all haven't been reading her Substacks, please go ahead and do so. It's, it takes like five minutes, and it actually gives you good insight. So go ahead and do that. Give her a follow as well. Miss Teresa, how are you doing this morning? I'm good. You know, I wasn't going to come in into your space today. And you know I love this space, Cap. But I wasn't coming because I saw what the subject was. <laughs> and I knew it was going to be some I don't call people names okay so this is what I want to say alright it's okay to say trade the kid who spent his life training to be a Nick okay it's okay to say trade the kid who spent his first year under coach David Fisdale, who played him 40 to 48 minutes a game as a point guard. He started as a point guard. Okay? He went from being a point guard to under Miller, I believe, being a shooting guard. And all the while, okay, it was the he was the point guard. And then you had Alfred Payton, then you had Kimber Walker, Alec Burks, and now Jalen Brunson. Okay? Y'all have asked this kid to do a lot for this team. And because he loves being a Nick, okay, because he loves it so much, he does it. He does it. Okay? Y'all want to trade this kid. Okay, he can't shoot. He needs to develop a mid-range jumper. Tell me, how the hell did R.J. Barrett, before the age of 21, have over 2,000 points? If he can't shoot, well, how'd he do it? How'd he do it? Mentally, he made the ball go in the basket. Okay. 2,000 points before the age of 21. But he can't shoot. He needs to develop a mid-range jumper. That kid is a slasher. Okay? He's a slasher. And as soon as his coach lets him be who he is, you know, come on. Y'all have to understand that this is his coach. Okay? Y'all have to understand. Come on, y'all know ball. 
I know y'all are men and y'all not too good with emotions, but come on, y'all know ball. Y'all know that's coach is using this young man as his scapegoat. Why the hell will he get? Oh, I told him to let go of that foolishness. The foolishness, okay, was his floater. That's the foolishness he's talking about, okay? But there's no foolishness. I'm not even going to talk about Julius Randle. You want to know how I feel about Julius Randle? I wrote Now. Now, RJ's a small forward. All right? He's a small forward that has to take a step back from Julius Crazy. Oh, I'm not going to say nothing. Julius Randle and Jalen Brunson, a point guard who feeds the power forward, okay, who has the three-point shot. That's good. That's wonderful. All right? We are where we are today because of that entire team, not because of Jalen Brunson, not because of Julius Randle, but because of that entire team, the team, the young players who have sacrificed who they are, to be who Tibbs wants them to be, okay? All I hear is trade Obi, trade uh, RJ, trade people who were not. You know what? Pam is next. So, well, Mr. Risa, let me just say, I was letting you cook. I just want to wait till you finish. I don't want to be, I don't want to interrupt you, but God damn, was some fire. Yo, she. Yo, she got my follow. Cook, cook, cook. <laughs> yeah, man, she Woo! she is, she's a firecracker when it comes to her articles are just as fiery as well too. So definitely check those out. But um, one yeah, more, man. just one more thing. Go ahead. You know, RJ was taken third. He was promised to be the the king, the prince of that team, and that promise was never ever kept. Never. I'm gonna let sis go on for Drop the mic. Appreciate Drop the damn mic. <laughs> Appreciate you, Miss T. Love what you gotta say. Uh Miss P, Miss Pamela, what's going on with you? How are you feeling this morning? If you could, uh please go ahead and answer the questions on the board. I, I can read them to you actually. For for the first one, it's um about RJ Barrett. Um, do you think he could be a piece on a championship team? Absolutely. Good afternoon, everybody. I'm going to try to keep my composure because I'm really sick of the R.J. Barrett conversation. You can let that, you can let that all go here if you want to. If you want to let that go okay. here, you can. Absolutely. Okay. So here's my problem with all of this. Yes, he's been in the league four years, right? We have been asking the youngest player on our team to be the most responsible, most respected, uh, the most uh, malleable, meaning, you know, whatever we need you to do, whatever position, just be a fucking chameleon and you better be great at it. Right? So I have a question. Let's put Randall 
in the position to play three different positions. How that going to work? Let's make Brunson play three different positions. How that's going to work? Right? And then we get on here and we talk about the coach dragging this kid in public. Well, what the fuck does this fan base do? Excuse my French. Again, the youngest player on the team has to be the best. Right? In every season, we expect something different. Right? When Randall had his meltdown, the baby of the team stood, stepped in front of the mic and took all the shots. Everybody was okay with that. Right? He still didn't have a mental breakdown. He didn't trash his teammates. He didn't trash his coach. Right? I'm a Nick. I think about when these kids got here, right? In the middle of freaking COVID. Something none of us ever experienced. All they said was they were going to change what people said about New York. And no matter how much they got talked about, ridiculed, they played to the bitter end. Let's stop talking about that happened when Josh Hart got here. Emmanuel quickly, Obi Toppin, R.J. Barrett, when we were losing, it was a losing season. These kids never gave up. As a matter of fact, they was kicking ass closing out the season. But we forget about that. We continue to talk about the children, although I know they're young men. And the vets just, we giving them all kind of passes. What good is somebody that can shoot and make 57 points in the game if he can also be the reason you lose the game, right? It's not a matter of whether they get into arguments and scrapes, you know, in practice. It's about the fact that your leader takes us on the road and embarrasses us nationally. How about that? It's not about the act. He's an embarrassment, right? For everybody to see. Another reason for people to ridicule this scene, right? And you're taking that out on the court on the kids who were ride or die, no matter what. Now we win in a couple of games. We want to throw away the fucking kids. I don't know how old you are, but I'll be 59 in two months. I've been waiting that damn long to see a young team that wanted to be here. Want to be here. That's the difference. When people want to play in your city, they're going to give you everything they got. Right? And we keep dragging this kid. You think he's not on social media like the rest of his teammates? Of course he is. I'll lay on my plane right Fire there. Fire. My goodness. Yo, Teresa. If I could combine Teresa and Miss Pam, the takes together, that's taking a week right there. That's crazy phenomenal. Yeah, they cook Y'all two might be the they cook y'all two might be the second dual winner of Take It a Week because that was phenomenal. And I'm, let me put it right here. Let me put it why it's phenomenal. I may not agree with each and every aspect of what they say. Like for instance, with RJ Barrett being promised something, I think he was not promised something, but he was called a cornerstone. When you're a cornerstone piece, you need to be treated that way. I don't know necessarily if he's been treated that way moving forward now with Brunson and Randall being there, but I can hear that. So some things I don't definitely agree with, but the passion, 
the intensity, the love, the ball talk, that's what it's about for me. And that's what y'all have been providing as soon as y'all hit the stage. Uh, I love that. And I love more women involved in sports in general, but especially on spaces. So I appreciate both of y'all for coming up here and uh, giving you a takes because I know how hard that is. It's not an easy thing to do, but I appreciate y'all. We're going to go over to our next speaker. I believe that's going to be, is that JJ? Yeah, it's JJ. JJ, my guy. I know State's not, I think State's still up here, so you can, you know, get to that comment if you want to, but I would love if you could uh, jump to the board first and just get those, get the, your comments off of those questions, and then you can go into your take. And if that includes addressing State, then by all means, go ahead and do that too. Got you, man. Bro, I hope you, all y'all had a good, uh, good uh, night and uh, having a good morning. Appreciate so far, Same man. to you, JJ. Um, I, I hate that. I have to come in this uh in this space though, cause y'all seem like good people. I had I have to come in this space and like disagree with like every take I, I heard. I always do, man. I feel like I never I get in this space. I can never agree with everybody. That's good though. That's but good though. I don't care if it be. The thing is, I don't care if you agree or not. It's about how you bring how you bring your argument to the table. You keep it ball with me. I don't give a fuck. You could you could say a hundred things that I disagree with. I'm respect the hell out of you because you kept the ball. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna keep this ball. Um, so. We're talking about RJ because that's, that's what we're saying. Can RJ be a piece on a championship team? Uh, I think he could, but I don't think he could be. as From what I've seen so far in his NBA career, I don't think he can be in a, in a role that he's in right now. And, and what I mean by that is, you see, RJ, we all talk about, first of all, we talk about how the Knicks forced him to play the three. Um. For RJ's body type, man, I think he's a three. Like the not he, not his body type, but the way he the like the way his body moves, I think he's more he's more his movements more. You know what I'm saying? They 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 resemble a three, not a two. So I and I don't and what he does, he's not a good defender. He's not as big as some of these threes in the NBA. So his height kind of fucks it up. He's not a great. He's not a great athlete for an NBA player. So that that messes that up as well. He's not laterally fast when he's when he's playing defense. Like he's, RJ Barrett's not a great defender. And his offensive game to this point is relied on driving hard to his left and shooting open corner threes. Open corner threes that these guys that people say that, you know, they 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 ignore him cuz I see it on Twitter all the time, you know. Jalen Brunson's ignoring RJ. Randall's ignoring RJ. And are there games that these guys don't get him the ball? Yeah, sure. But, I mean, if you just watch the tape, you see RJ Barrett, they, they look for him sometimes, man. A lot of times. Especially in the corners when he's wide open, because he's always wide open there. He has the most wide open corner threes this season. So, I mean, and, and he can't knock them down. He can't knock them down. He's still at his strength. His strength is driving to the basket. That's what we all love RJ for. He can always get to the basket. That will never be a problem for him because he's he's strong and he knows how to get to his left hand. But he can't finish around there. Still, he still can't finish around there. Like, he's still shooting, what, in the 50s at, from 0 to 3 feet? That's not good enough, man. We want him to get to the free throw line. He's still an average free throw shooter. 
I mean, do I think R.J. Barrett's a finished product? I hope not. He's 22 years old. He he was a third overall pick coming out of Duke. So everybody's going to have these expectations for him to be uh, you know, a star, to be the best player, to be the leader on this team. And, you know, when we when when people criticize him, I feel like everybody just goes some a lot of people on this app go up in arms, man. And it's it's crazy because he's not a rookie anymore. He's not a he's not a sophomore anymore, he's not a third year player anymore. This guy's in his fourth year. He's coming off getting paid big money. I don't give a fuck how much money he got paid, because that, that's good for him. But that's how much money he's getting paid now. He's getting paid more money than Julius. He's getting paid more money than Jalen Brunson. Think about that. Nobody talks about that shit. He's the highest paid player on this team. And yet, I'm supposed to sit over here and just, you know, let let him be dog water for four months. And, and not seeing that, I'm supposed to sit over here and just criticize Julius Randle, who just put up, who's averaging 26 points per game. Jalen Brunson, who's having 24 points per game. Like, I see more slander from, from I hear more slander. So I won't say I see, I, I hear more slander about Jalen Brunson and Julius Randle. The two guys that are making this team that are Julius Randle's not missing a game this season. So he so for the people that say there's some people that say he doesn't impact winning. How the fuck is he not impacting winning? He hasn't missed a game this season. You know, you I see some games where people show me defensive clips. Bro, he's playing 82. He's gonna play 82 games in this season. A day off defense, man. I'm not going to kill him about it. <laughs> I'm, I'm I'm just not to. He does enough offensively. When he's not scoring, he attracts defensive attention that makes teams double team him, which gets other players open. Like this shit, this this stuff matters, man. Like even if he's shooting five of fucking eighteen, like would you want him to shoot better? Yeah, sure. But to hammer on that, man. And some people who two weeks ago you were saying the Knicks are championship contenders, all of a sudden now, you know. They're going to fall into the plane, or Julius Randle needs to go. You know, we need to get rid of him. Get rid of him? I mean, y'all, y'all just don't like talent. Some of y'all don't like talent. Like, I'm just, I just, I just, I just personally believe that, man, because, like, just getting rid of dudes. Like, I understand, man, you didn't like what he did with IQ. I already explained how that, how that stuff goes, man. Like, it was not, I did not, nobody liked it. It shouldn't have happened. But, I mean, you know what he did. What he did there in Orlando, man. I, I promise you, those two dudes do not give it. Are not talking about that right now. Two days later, and I think Nick's Twitter should stop talking about it too, bro. You know what I'm saying? Um, yeah, bro. Like, well, listen, JJ. First, first things first, man. Um, appreciate you. Uh, I knew that if you would disagree with anybody else, then me and you would probably have a little bit of a disagreement. We do. It's not. It's not. It's not that yeah, much yeah. though, because you kept the ball. So I, I respect your take. Actually, 100 actually. Because you kept it ball. Um, the Randall take that you gave. Here's my thing with with Julius. Um, I, I I said this in my beginning take. Actually, I don't know if you was here for it. I said if you took away the last two weeks and I asked you how Julius Randall was playing, you probably tell me that he's having the best season of his career, right? You probably tell me that he's playing the best basketball of his career. Two weeks taken out of the count, right? But the problem is, is the NBA. We can't take away those two weeks. We can pretend they didn't happen. We can't take them away. So you got to add it. Now, if you add those two weeks with the burst and everything else to his game, what is the final result for Julius Randle? In my head, you still don't trade him. I'm not trading Julius Randle. But I'm absolutely killing 
Julius Randle for that attitude behavior because this is the playoff time, so timing matters here, right? About to make playoffs, that's the vision, that's the goal, that's what it needs to be about. Not this, you know, calls or whatever the case may be. He's not going to get every call. Not every player does. But not every player blows up like that. And if they do, they do it behind, like, in locker rooms and stuff like that. When you do that shit, as a New York Nick, you invite in the media to ask questions about it. Regardless if it wasn't a big thing then, you turned it into a big thing because of the way you did it. So now it has to be about that. Not everybody's talking about that. When you could have simply done it in the locker room, and then nobody would have been talking about that. So, it, again, as a leader, you have to recognize those things. So I think it's perfectly fine to kill him for that. I'm not trying to kill him for his game, although I could, you know, say for his game, like you was talking about in terms of what he was averaging and what he was doing, you're trying to give him a pass on defense a couple games. I'm not. Just because he's a, a locomotive on offense don't mean that you don't got to play defense. Like, that don't make sense to me. You know, you got to pay, you got to play defense. And it's a Tom Thibodeau team. So you're telling me Back. the one player, the all-star player who, who leads the team gets away with not playing defense on a Tom Thibodeau team? Theo Pinson. Oh, God, man. Like, listen up. To- oh, Jeez, man, bro, don't bring you, that you up. You didn't understand what I was saying. Who is the worst defensive rated player on this team? Who, who got the worst no. defensive rated? It's not him. It's not Julius Randle. I don't care. I don't care. All right, relax. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I think the person that's had the worst defensive rating on the Knicks right now probably would be RJ. Am I right? It's yeah. RJ All right. Well, I, I, and look, listen. I don't care. I don't care. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. So why yeah, you ask, JJ, we were having a conversation, right? We, before, before my man, before yeah. my, Nick, uh, my man Nixon Raw came up here, we had a conversation. We were going back and forth a little bit about Randall, right? So I, I do understand the Barrett thing. Yeah. I, like I said before, there's reasons to kill RJ Barrett, but there's a lot of reasons to keep him there's a lot of reasons to continue to develop him and there's a lot of reasons to sh- to showcase why he should still be part of the Knicks but I understand everybody who's saying right now the perfect time to maximize talent to trade assets and start adding to the team my only argument to that is you're trading an asset that's on the ground in terms of value so you won't get value back that's on the ground they don't make sense you got to at least wait till he his value is up to make a trade like that. And I don't think you're going to do that this season anyways. So it's likely you're looking at the next season. And if you're talking about offseason, that's not going to happen because they're going to remember what happened this season, which means his value is going to be low. Same thing what happened with Randall last season. We couldn't move Randall for shit, even though his numbers are crazy. Why? Because nobody wanted Randall. Nobody wanted to give up assets for Randall or make that superstar trade for Randall because his value was to the bottom of the floor. So you got to get that value up. So they got to do the same thing for RJ. So uh, that's what I see for that. For Randall, though, when he's, again, besides the attitude thing I just mentioned to you, right? That's part of it. The other part of it is, and tell me if this is wrong, right? When he has the ball in his hands, he will look way more for his shot first before he gets anybody else involved. Like, he'll wait for the double. Like, that's how you usually see Randall pass. He'll wait for the double to pass out or pass to you open in the corner when he gets doubled. Sometimes that makes sense, especially if he's penetrating and he passes to the corner. That makes a lot of sense. That's the reason that person's in the corner. But if you're at the top of the key and you're getting double, triple teamed and just moving your elbows back and forth around and not moving, and then you side pass it out to the next person and then get it back to do the same thing, that's not good basketball. Because then you're just playing heavy ISO basketball. And I know the Knicks are one of the you know, most heavy ISO teams in the league. I think we're third or fourth in the league in ISO, right? Um, so I get that. We, we rely on that. I get Randall as an all-star player. But that's the point. Randall, because of the attention Randall's going to commit, and, and Garner, you need to be able to use that to make other people better. He gets the most attention. Why isn't other people around him a little bit better? 
You can mention the fact that they can't shoot shots. And then if that's the case, cool. But we got to at least acknowledge the fact that Randall's game isn't perfect. And I'm not giving this man a pass on defense. There is no way in hell you want your best player getting a pass on defense. You want to know why? Because if your best player has a pass on defense, what does the rest of the team think? It can't be that way, JJ. You can't give this man a pass. Yeah. Nah, I, I hear what you're saying about everything you're saying. I hear what you're saying. Um, if I'm just answering this last question, um, I said, man, the, what I'm saying is that all right, we talk, we all, I hear all the time people always saying about his fatigue. He's played every game. You know, we should rest him and all this shit. He's going to take some games off defense, bro. Like, that's just, that's just how it's going to, that's how this shit works. You're keep he's playing all these games, you know, to hopefully make the offense function, you know, especially when Jalen Brunson's not playing right now, you're not going to rest him. So you're going to have games where he's going to take a possession over defense, man. He, you know okay, but that's, that's we're talking about possessions, though, game. JJ, right? There are sometimes that there are sequences he holds off a of defense. Not possessions, sequences. And that's a problem. You have to acknowledge that. I'm, again, I'm not saying there are, that, that other people have that issue. But when we're talking about Julius Randle and the way you was talking about him and the way you was talking about RJ, a lot of the things you said about RJ, yeah. I could say about Randle. The only difference is Randle. The only, hold up, the only difference I can say Randle, Randle, obviously, is an all-star, obviously stronger, obviously can hit the three better, right, and has more of a mid-range shot, right? He has all those things completed already, right? And like we said with RJ, we don't know what he's going to become. He might be able to do some of those things as well, maybe able to shoot the three at a higher efficient clip, although right now it don't look like that. But, you know, we'll see what time can give us. All I'm saying is that if I said the same thing about Randall holding the ball too long, sticking in the paint, driving, not finishing, because he's done that too where he didn't finish, missing shots, hitting the rim on shots, hitting the rim on dunks. I mean, we could go – you said some, some of the things about RJ. I could do the same thing for different players on this team. Not only Randall, I could do the same thing for Brunson too. My point is if you could do that for multiple people on the team, why are you only looking at that for RJ and not for Randall, for Brunson, for, for Mitch who's done it at times? Like, why are we just looking at RJ? Is my, my whole point on that. Okay, so, all right, if you're going to ask that, bro, RJ yeah. has been, at best, a media – he's little. he's plateaued, bro. You know what I'm saying? So, like, he's plateaued. He's not playing well. You're going to look at certain things that he hasn't done along with his offensive game, bro. It's he's He's been bad, bro, since December – he had a nice stretch in December where he was he was going crazy. You know what I'm saying? He was averaging like you know. You make like me 20, proud, brother. You make 20, me proud. 23, 24 up, points bro. per game. He was having he was having a very good very good month. He got injured. He came back. He had a good ass game. I was at this game that he came back. It was against the Pacers. He had a good ass game. Probably had like 30 that game or something like that. And then like ever since, man, the jump shot has not fell. At all, he's he's shooting like in the twenties this this year. So I mean, and, and this is a big part to our team, bro. Like this is a guy that that when, when they're doubling Brunson, when they're doubling when they're doubling Randall, that's the guy that they're leaving wide open. They're not leaving quickly wide open if he's on the court. So they're not leaving a uh, Quentin Grimes wide open if he's on the court, bro. That they're, they're doubling these guys. They're they're leaving that dude wide open, bro. And and they they give it to him a lot of the time. They give him the ball, bro. and he can't make these shots. And sure, bro, like Jalen Brunson has possessions. 
doesn't play defense. Jalen Brunson is physically challenged, like, to play defense, bro, against a lot of these big guards. We all know this shit. He's an exceptional offensive player, and that's why we can deal with it. Jalen Julius Randle is an exceptional – is it, right now, this season, has been an exceptional offensive player. He's top 10 in scoring. He's top 10 in rebounds. He's, like, you know, first position. He's one of the best at assists, and he's a, he's a second ball second ball handler. So, these two dudes are what's leading this Knicks team to, you know, being a top whatever 10 offense or whatever they are <laughs> on offensive rating and offensive rating. That's – the stats, bro. I mean, you're laughing, but what's Yo, Knicks is top six in offensive <laughs> rating. But what's, what's their <laughs> offensive um, numbers, though? You said rating. What's their offensive numbers? See, we're not casual, JJ. This would be, oh, no. Oh, so let me just say this. You know the Knicks yeah, been bottom five in assists the past seven years, right? Yeah, sure. Facts. Sure. Facts. No, no, it's not. Yeah, sure. Go look at the Facts. championship teams and go look at their assists per game. Right, let, me, let me say this. Go ahead, JJ. Land your plane. Land your plane, brother. Go ahead. Yeah, let me say this real quick. Um, so you're saying that that uh that the Knicks are last in assists. You guys talk about the playoffs, bro. Assists don't matter in the playoffs. So I'm just gonna leave that. I'm just gonna say that. This right does there, matter bro. in the playoffs. It doesn't, play, it doesn't matter in the playoffs. Bro. Yeah. What? what? So ball movement the doesn't Knicks, matter in the they, playoffs. What? Bro, the Knicks they get out in the half court a lot. Wait, of wait, wait. Answer my question. Answer not going my question specifically. A lot of assists, man. That's, no, no. That's, that's, that's the style movement. of play. Okay, ball movement. You don't need ball movement in the playoffs, is what you're saying to me? After Kobe being Bryant said iso ball, ball doesn't win championships? Ball movement that... doesn't mean – look, bro. Having ball movement uh-huh. – Having assist does not mean that the ball was moving, bro. That what? What? That doesn't 100% mean that the ball is moving, bro. Wait, so Just if you have 30 assists, assists so, 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 by it, so by what you're saying, if you had 30 assists in, one, in that game as a team, it doesn't matter if you, it, it was no ball movement. You got so 30 look, assists without so no ball movement. So, look, bro. Teams could be moving the ball around the entire game and finish with 19 assists. How come? Because, bro, if, you're, if, you're, if your players are not knocking down shots, not knocking down three wide-open threes, where's that coming from, bro? Assists goes two ways. Yeah, I disagree with that. You, you need to make shots. I, I, how is that true? So, 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 wait, hold on, hold on. You can move the ball. I hope people is hearing this. You can move the ball and only have nineteen assists in a whole game. No, what he's saying is what 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 also goes along with um, assist is also making shots. And you know the Knicks are like twenty third in the league in field goal percentage. So it's a it's a it's a one on one relationship in some ways. Like it's not just about yeah, the assists; it's also about making making um making baskets off of the you know off of those passes. A cop out to me, but it, you know, I think I'm, 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 like I'm a narrative guy, so I respect it. But I think it's a cop out. I'm gonna tell you, JJ. Like, I'm gonna just say it like this, and then I'm uh, you know because I'm I've been on this I've been talking for a long time, so I'm gonna say it like this. Um, you're talking about because you want to talk about field goal percentage as well when it comes to Knicks offense, like. The Knicks take a lot of shots. They have, I think they've taken the most shots in the NBA. Like, possession progressive. First of all, they've played more games than a lot of teams in the NBA. And this season also has been historic offensive season. The Knicks shoot almost 47% from the field. Like, 47, like in, I think they shoot 47% from the field. And they're 27th or 26th in field goal percentage. Like, two years ago, shooting 47% from the field, you would have been at least league average. So 
you gotta use you gotta put that into an extent because it because from the Knicks to the to I think the twenty fifth spot and, and or twenty sixth spot and twenty seventh spot and um in field goal percentage there's like a three percentage gap, bro. But that's so, coaching. So 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 two things. That's coaching one and two coaching, bro. That's coaching. That's one. Yo, these dudes two, are, two, are hold on, hold on, hold on. I'm gonna fuck your head up with this. Hold on. We signed a point guard. To a hundred plus million dollars to improve the offense as a whole, we're still dead last in assists, bottom five in assist total, bottom ten in field goal percentage, bottom ten in three point percentage. If it was up to me, brother JJ, coaching really matters, bro. Coaching matters. Offensive scheme matters. Defensive scheme matters. And I don't like. I love Tiz, but he's the white Mark Jackson. And I think if we got another coach the state, in, you forgot with the same group, I think we we would see a different RJ. We would see a different Randall, a different Brunson, a different uh everybody. That's a different what, bro? Yo, yo, this team is top ten team in the NBA right now in terms of record. All right, and and if there's fans like you, no, 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 nephew. No, there's not, not fans like that. Yeah, we're gonna get a chopped cheese. It's fans like you, that right? That would have never fired Mark Jackson after he lost in the first round to the Spurs in seven, saying shit like, oh, well, well, we don't need to make changes and stuff. Yo, bro, coaching matters, bro. Coaching matters. Regardless of how you say it, Andy Reid matters to Patrick Mahomes. You need coaching, bro. Regardless, if you keep telling me, well, RJ's not getting better. We're going to continue to blame RJ and make up shit like he don't got a work ethic? Or we're going to look at the coach and say, yo, big, yo, coach, you 65 years old. You know more basketball than everybody in the room. Why have you yet to put RJ in a, in a flex offense, in a motion offense? I watched Nick Nurse put RJ in, in sets I've never seen in my life before. When, and that was two, three years ago. This offense is straight up dookie butt. I'm tired of it. It's Project Pigeon shit is what we're watching. If y'all confident in Tom Thibodeau, all right, by all means, go ahead. Somebody hashtag that project. Yeah, I'm about to shit. Say, that yo, was fucking hilarious. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. Hashtag that shit. Oh, because I'm man. looking at one right now. That's the reason. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yo, stay. Hey, yo, stay. on it, my nigga. You be on it, God. No, nah, but that was a good one, JJ. I appreciate your take today. I'm not even going to lie. I like the insight. It's very articulate. I love, I love that tape. Love he JJ kept the ball, man. At the end of the day, he kept the ball. That's the thing about me. I don't give a fuck what you got to say. It's about what you bring to the table when you say it. Like, I don't agree with some of the things that JJ said. I told him that to direct it to his face. But me and JJ are cool because we talked about it like it was ball. No disrespect. It don't got to be disrespectful. That's the whole point. It don't got to be disrespectful. Uh, Khalil, I see you over there, brother. But listen, I got to go do my taxes. So <laughs> I, I can't have any more requests, people, up here. Um, but I'm going I'm to I'm have some final uh, comments. I'm going to let my man A.G. go. I know he's been in and out uh, a couple times. But, yeah, A.G., what do you think about today's space and the conversation? Man, nah, today was a great conversation, man. Like you said, man, it was a lot of uh, basketball takes. Didn't um, fully, you know, didn't have to agree with everybody, you know. But, you know, definitely some great takes. Uh, you know, the ladies definitely killed it today. Miss Teresa, Pamela, they definitely came in with some fire takes today and perspective on the team. So, you know, definitely appreciate the conversation and um, you know, appreciate you uh, letting me co-host with you today, man. 
Absolutely, brother. You know how it is. And uh, you held it down, brother. Absolutely. I love your takes, as, as always. Um, helped out like you're supposed to. Uh, definitely give my man a follow if you're not already doing so. Support and love is free. I'm going to create a T-shirt like that because I keep saying it so damn much. But uh, it's true, man. Uh, liking a retweet goes a long way. You don't know who's looking, who's watching, or who's reading. Um, so please do that. It only takes five seconds. So go ahead and do that. Um, shout out to everybody who was a speaker here today. My man State, uh, Nixon Raw, Vision, JJ, Pamela. Uh, Teresa, everybody who came up here to uh, give a shout about the uh, the Knicks. Really appreciate that. The chat gang went off. There's about 64 damn comments in there. Last time I checked, there was 30. Y'all doubled up on me. I wish I could get to every comment. I can't right now. Um, but I will look at them after the show, retweet, respond, and everything like that. So I really appreciate chat gang coming alive. Y'all are also a big part of the show, so I really appreciate that. Uh, my, my closing thoughts uh, for the day is, um, listen, man, uh, the Knicks – Got Houston on Monday. You got to lock in and focus on that game. Seven games left. All the games matter. Knicks have not clinched anything. We've not won anything. We don't have anything. All the games matter. We need to make sure our guys are good, ready, rest, and ready to go. Don't play nobody just to play them. Make sure that they're healthy and ready to come back before you play a kid. Because if you don't, you can have an injury. So let's be thinking about that. We got we to keep that straight. I'm not going to end it with Randall or Mitch. We talked enough about that. I just want to say this Knicks team is better than what anybody probably thought they were going to be this year. That's a fact. We are a playoff team. We're looking to make noise in the first round, potentially even the second round. This is what we're talking about here. This is a different year, different time to be a Knicks fan. I don't feel like last year, like I said before, when I put my orange and blue on these days, it feels different. I don't feel like the laughing stock in the league anymore, you know? I feel like we have a little bit more respect put on the Knicks name. Media is even covering us a little bit more because of that. Um, so let's be real when we're looking at here. There are changes happening, maybe not the way we want or as fast as we want, but things are changing. Reputations are changing. The way the Knicks are looking in the league, changing a little bit. So um, there are things coming up that we need to look at. But for me, for my man Champ, who's not here, for AG, and for everybody, I appreciate every single one of y'all rocking with me and AG. Love the takes, love the content, and love the support. Peace and love to all y'all. We'll be back next week at 10 a.m. for another episode of Nicotine so you can get that another hit, y'all freaking Nick addicts. But I appreciate every single one of y'all, man. Peace, love, we're out of peace. Listen to new episodes of The Knicks Recap, streaming every Friday.